What up, what up, what up, man? The Coach JB Show with my main man, Darnell Smith, a.k.a. Big Smitty. I'm going to bring some light to the darkness, man. I'm going to light it up in this mug, man. So I'm, I'm ready. It's going to be fire and ice. Uh, even though you got you bring that heat as well, you might be that ice that cooled me down a little bit. Played at Ball State. You've been at Fox Sports with great people around you. You've had Lil Wayne on your show. I respect, I respect the hell out of you to see that you're doing what you're doing and still doing what you're doing for real the way you do it, man. You said from day one you had the same enthusiasm. You keep the same enthusiasm and it's fucking contagious. We're about to give him this uh this fire and ice. The Coach JB show with Big Smitty. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach JB here for the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. We got a proud new sponsor of the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty, and that is Blue Chew. BlueChew.com is a proud new sponsor of this episode, and this episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex. Let's talk about sex, baby. Summer is around the corner. Do you want to bring the heat in the bedroom? Now you can. Increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up. BlueChew.com is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead and be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, you ask? It's all online. Done online. So there's no visits to the doctor office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at a pharmacy. Bluetooth tablets are made right here in the U.S. of A. and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a very discreet package. Does it work, you ask? Don't think you need it, you say. Try it for free for a month and see. You're going to love it. The women will love it. You could be missing out on the best sex of your life. With Blue Chew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman. Because when your package has arrived, <laughs> your package has arrived. They always say first impressions are important. What about lasting ones? They say there's nothing sexier than confidence. And Blue Chew can help give you confidence where it counts. Blue Chew wants to help you have sex better than ever. Discover your options at Bluetooth.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners today. Everybody watching the show, try Bluetooth free when you use our promo code JBSHOW at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's Bluetooth.com, promo code JBSHOW to receive your first month free. Visit Bluetooth.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Bluetooth for sponsoring the new Coach JB Show with Big Smitty and this podcast. Appreciate you. Peace. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up? The real Coach JB here for another edition of the Coach JB Show with Big Smitty. And it will be without further ado, let's bring in our main man, Big Smitty. Uh, ah! 
What's going on, man? Work Boot Wednesday, JB. Work Boot Wednesday. How we feeling? I heard you scared. Come on now. Look at you coming in all stretching and moving yeah, so slow. I, I ain't said in a while. I got, I got leaky household. You know, I got leaky, you know, roofs broke down and holes in my ceiling. And, I, you know, I got you know, to deal with some, like, real grown man stuff while you over there, you know. Watching the strike happen at Fox, and I mean, that ain't real life. You know what I'm saying? We got real life shit over here. Going. Like, are, are you making excuses right now? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I ain't, I don't know. JB to make some excuses. That's like a regular day in the hood to me. I, I, I grew up with holes in the ceiling. <laughs> we don't Come make on, we don't make excuses around here. You know what I mean? Um, this show is also brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Uh, use the promo code Believe B L E A V. And head on over and get 50% off, Big Smitty, and bet on baseball. There's uh, Otani. Does he get traded or not? You can bet that on betonline.ag uh, as, as well as uh, who do you have winning the World Series. You can bet on the odds right now. Get you a bag at betonline.ag where the mm. game starts. Betonline.ag, promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Tell them that Big JB and Big Smitty sent you. Um Quote of the day, Smitty, we got to get this party started. It's a work boot Wednesday, hump day. Mm. Uh, get you over to hump. We got all this type of thing, hard hat, work boot, whatever you want to call it. Quote of the day, cowards never start, the weak never finish, and winners never quit. Mm. Quote of the day, brought to you by bluechew.com. Uh Facts of life, Big Smitty. On this day, July 19th, uh, after traveling 240,000 miles in 76 hours, imagine that, uh, Apollo 11 entered into a lunar orbit on this day, July 19th. At 1.46 p.m., the lunar module Eagle manned by Armstrong and Aldrin separated from the command module where Collins remained. That was a big day in history. Hey, hey, Big Smitty, a lot of people don't think we made it to the moon. You, you fighting that, or what's what's up with that? I believe him, man. I ain't seen it since. <laughs> I mean, did we get did we get dumber? Did we get did we get worse technology since then? I haven't seen it, so I, I need to see it again. It's almost like it's almost like Jalen Hurts. Some people don't believe in Jalen Hurts already because he had one good season. And they're like, you know what, JB, I got to see it one more time, and then I'm I'm a believer. So until we do it again, until they put you on the moon, I ain't gonna believe it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Janetta Green in the house on TikTok. Everybody on TikTok, what up? I'm back Janetta. on. Oh, yesterday, they I, I couldn't get on TikTok. I don't know why. Something happened. Uh, contrary to belief, brought to you by Bluetooth.com. Um, you have to wake up each morning to understand what each day is all about contrary to belief a lot of people don't even think they got to get up to understand what the hell the day is about uh contrary to belief you have to have goals to attain them mm, you can't you can't attain nothing if ain't nothing there jb i don't i don't think you realize the first step i'm gonna win the lotto motherfucker never plays it <laughs> <laughs> i'm like right. no you gotta have like the first step first um all right, dog. We are bringing back the very popular segment that everyone enjoyed. Uh oh. And Big Smitty and I will do one of these every day now. But 
the ghetto word of the day has to be a staple of the Coach JB show with Big Smitty. So we got a ghetto word of the day. And that word today, Big Smitty, is herpes. Mm, that's ghetto, JB? How can I make herpes into a ghetto word? Herpes. I still be hungry after dinner, Big Smitty, but my girl ain't ever hungry. So I ate her piece of chicken. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, herpes? I'm like, where are we going with this, JB? I'm like, that, that, that ain't the ghetto word. Herpes. I still be hungry after dinner, but my girl ain't hungry, so I ate her piece of chicken. Oh, um, herpes, ghetto word of the day. Poll question, dog. I put this out yesterday on Twitter, Big Smitty. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter, but I posted it on Twitter. And, um, yeah, Ethan got it. All right, so I posted on Twitter. The poll question, does the mom use child support for the child? Damn, 85% said, hell no. Sheesh. It's, uh, I mean, I think a lot, I think it's a case by case situation. I've seen both sides, JB. I'm going to be real with you. I, I, you know, I I grew grew up. Here's the poll. That's the poll question today on the show. Uh, Does the mama use the child support for the child? Hence the name of child support, child support. I've never seen it being used for the child. I'm going to be honest. I've never seen it used for the child. Is child support baby mama support or child support? I'm confused on what it really is. What? Let me ask you this. Let me add on a little piece to this. What is the percentage that child support should be used towards the baby? It it should be 100%. Thank you. It It should be 100%, right? Yeah, it should be 100%. My, my only little nugget to that is that, like, for example, if, if you're a single mother with your child, to me, you could argue that part of that child support, if you put a, a 200 of that to, to your rent so your, your kid can have somewhere to, to live, would you consider that child support? Or do I got to put it literally, like, the clothes on your back, like, every single specific dollar has to literally go to you? That's my only argument with that, because it's like... I. I don't know. Like I, I, I can see an argument for a woman be like, "Well, I got to keep a roof over our head." Yeah, that's that's benefiting me, of course, but it's benefiting my child. So yeah. that's thing to get a little hairy, you know what I'm saying? But if you buying yeah. bags and purses and shoes and shit like that, there's no there's no excuse for that, and we've seen that plenty and plenty of times. Yeah, it's a trip. D D Jones said paying any bill this bill is child support. D Jones ghetto as shit. <laughs> Paying your cell phone ain't no goddamn child support. Shut the hell up. Child support. You, you go. You will go pay the bill for your goddamn phone over buying a kid clothes or food. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think they realize what child support really means. Child support don't mean I pay your light bill, homie. That is a grown person problem. Go pay your goddamn light bill. Shit. Man the fuck up and go pay your bills. Child support is for the child. 
I, I, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure this out. The, the child has nothing to do with your damn bills. Like it's a kid, homie. He don't know how many light bills you got to pay and Edison and water bill and trash and shit. Yeah, if like D Jones, how about D Jones paying his baby mama to pay all her bills every month? <laughs> I, I I hear you. Like I, I don't know, man. It's tough on this one, JB. It's tough on this because like like my example was. If the dad, it's, it's, it's scenario-based because, again, we all know there's a lot of dads out here who want to be in the kid's life, but the mom is just keeping them away and trying, so we got that scenario. You got other scenarios where the dad is choosing to not be, be in that kid's life, and that's a whole other scenario. So there's so many different scenarios that we can throw out that we can't dive into right now. Well, what do I got to do with paying bills, though? Because all in all, I, I think I think that matters. You know what I'm saying? If, you, if you're a, you a, a kid, if you're a, if you're a deadbeat dad that doesn't just choosing to not be a part of that that kid's life which is causing that mother to have a tougher upbringing for that child if she's using some of that child support to help with with the bill for for the household i i don't see that as a big problem in that scenario so i gotta pay your bills as a grown-ass person and not my kid i didn't say you gotta pay for all my bills i'm saying if if child support is 500 dollars a month and i i use a hundred of that for a light bill and 400 goes directly to food or right. My point is like the, the kid ain't gonna need clothes every single month. The kid ain't gonna need. So at some point it's like, all right, this money has to go to some shit for, for the home. Again, you shouldn't be buying no personal stuff. You shouldn't be buying no, you know, a uh, uh, new phone, new shoe, new purse, new jewelry, getting your nails done. That's, that's all individual stuff for the, for the, the woman. But if it's household stuff, Toilet paper, a, a light bill, the rent, obviously clothes, school. In my opinion, I don't see an issue with that. I, do. I, don't think it's, I think it's two separate things. I think you're a deadbeat mom then. You're a piece of shit taking my money, not taking it towards my kid. You can't pay your fucking rent and your light bill as a grown person. You shouldn't have had a kid. I'm going to give it real. But when like, they have the kid, they have the kid. Suffer. Why my kid got to suffer? Because your ass didn't pay the light bill. So if I didn't pay you child support, how you paying your fucking light bill? I hear you. But it'd be like oh. that. But, but, but at the same time, that's why I say it depends on situation. Because if the if the dad, when the woman got pregnant, I'm sure she got pregnant with the, with the mindset that they would raise their child together. But you know there's a lot of deadbeat dads out here who, who just choose to not take care of responsibility. They don't even want to pay child support, but th- th- they end up having to do it. So it's like, all right, whatever. So if the woman went into the pregnancy thinking she's going to have some, some support and help, and now she doesn't, well, yeah, she might need a little help financially to take care of a, of, of a bill sometimes. So I just think there's so many different factors in it. Yeah, I know we can't dive into all the specifics, but I don't know, Jimmy. You, you bringing the heat to, to, to start the show. I mean, I'm just trying to say, dog, like if the woman don't want to use the money for the child, this is what we see in the, in the world. Here's the cold part about it real fast. And uh, Trey Roundtree is going to come in here in a second. NFL running back for the uh, L.A. Chargers here in a few minutes. So here's the rules, because I know all about this whole thing. Um, the rules are this. If you don't pay child support in California as a man, they can suspend your driver's license. Let me let the, let me be clear real fast. It's how cold this game is. They will suspend your driver's license. If you have any type of past, felony, misdemeanor, what have you, they you can't get a job. 
So now you have a suspended driver's license, can't get a job. That's a you problem, no question. That's going to be the first thing that, you know, I say all the time, that's a you problem. But what I'm telling you is, how does the cat continue to carry a job or get to work or be able to have the ability to pay child support? And then once he does, you're selling me you're not going to pay for the kid. You're paying your light bill. <laughs> what happens to the mama that don't pay for the kid from my money for child support when she's buying Gucci and Prada? I want to know what happens to the mama. Nothing. Nothing. So, I don't know. I'm not feeling it. I think the rule of the game and the ch- and the name of the game needs to be changed. Like the court here, the court rulings needs to be uh, totally moved around and massaged. I don't believe the writing of this bylaw and this law is correctly worded. And I think this is a woman's world when it comes to uh, child support. And I just see it being abused. Um, Come on, we've all seen the crazy. I don't care how much money you make. You don't need fucking 600000 a month from Jawan Howard right. <laughs> or Kanye or whatever. I don't care if you make the money. I'm tripping on why you need that. You spending that on your kid every month. Fuck no. It gets abused, man. I think it's abused, but that's me. Um I hear you. Hey, hey Big Smitty, you. this show is also brought to you by Factor 75, and it's fire. Where my smoothie at? Where my stuff at, JB? I mean, I, I, you know, I don't work at FedEx. I'm, I'm trying to get it there. Um, but this show is brought to you by Factor 75, a new sponsor, and I appreciate everybody that did go buy some yesterday already. I'm telling you, it is fire, and it's not bad price. Uh, Ethan, drop the ad. Let's bump this Factor 75. What up, what up, what up, man? The Real Coach AB coming at you live with a proud new sponsor of the Coach AB Show with Big Smitty, and that is Factor. Factor, you see it right here. You can get it all right here. Look at this. Tropical fruit, ready meals. Hey, I'm doing it myself. It is no joke. Now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for some wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can have you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track reaching your goals. Too busy with summer plans to cook, but want to make sure You're eating well? Well, with Factor, skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up, too, while still getting the flavor and nutritional quality you need. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are ready in just two minutes. So all you have to do is heat heat and enjoy. Then get back outside and soak up the warm weather. Ready to feel your best while making the most out of your summer adventures? Stick to your wellness goals and premium ready-to-eat meals featuring high-quality ingredients such as broccolini, leeks, and asparagus. Treat yourself to 34-plus weekly restaurant quality options like bruschetta shrimp, risotto, green goddess chicken, and grilled steakhouse filet mignon. Ready in just two minutes. So head on over to Factor. 
Use my promo code JB50 and get 50% off. That's code JB50 at factormills.com slash JB50 and get 50% off. I'm just telling you right now, these right here are fire. And I'm just telling you, don't just talk about it. Be about it. This is something JB and Coach Smitty and Big Smitty, Coach JB and Big Smitty endorse fully. Tropical fruit is fire. So is the strawberry banana, mango, and all the rest of them. So head on over to factormills.com slash JB50 and use the promo code JB50. Get 50% off at factormills.com slash JB50. Appreciate everybody. Peace. Down, I need my factor 75, JB. I need that factor 75. I mean, you got me over here. Every time I see this ad, I get a little, a little, a little hate come, come on my heart because I ain't got mine yet. I ain't got the food. I ain't got the smoothie. I'm going to give you till Friday. If I don't get it to Friday, JB, I might pull up on you. I know you live at, JB. I know where you live at. Do wide receivers deserve the bag? <laughs> Title of this show. We're bringing on an NFL running back to talk that talk on this Work Boot Wednesday. I'm going to ask our boy Trey. Uh, by the way, he could have came out to the house. We could have did a major show in person. Big Smitty scared of that, though. So we'll just stay here and be average. We'll be mid. We'll call it mid, what y'all call it. We'll just be mid today. Um, I ain't never scared, man. Set it up this Saturday. Have, have him come through. we we'll do a special Saturday episode. Roar, pull up for two hours. Bring the full crew. We can set it up. Palomas. Hot tub basketball court. I ain't never scared. I, I put in work. I grind harder than you, JB. You know that. Check my resume. Roy, Roy in the chat right now. Yeah, we're here. Work grinding himself up on the forklift and shit, grinding, watching the show. I mean, I mean, shit. Roy, Roy sitting there waiting. He wait. He wondering why you over there. <laughs> that's why. That's why I rock with Roy because he a hustler like me. Something you don't even understand, JB. Me and Roy on the same page. But think about Roy, he your next door neighbor. Y'all both living good right now. Y'all both got the, you know, uh, 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 three-story cribs. You got the clear sky. You got donkeys walking across the fucking path, unicorns around the house. I'm in the trenches right now. I'm downtown. I'm looking around, you know what I mean, watching my back. So once that, once I, I can I can improve my lifestyle and, and that money can start coming in and, and I can start – Get some of them handouts and stuff like that. Then I'll move over to you, JB. We could be neighbors. Hey, we got an announcement. Matt McChesney will be on the show in the second hour. We got Ray Trey Roundtree to, uh, in this first hour here in a few minutes. And tomorrow, Big Smitty, you want to make an announcement? Who's on the show? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Y'all ready? Drum roll, please. The one and only... Lisa Ann is joining the show. That's right. One of the best adult film stars in the industry of all best ever. She's a, a sports a opinionist, sports gamble opinionist, and she walking through tomorrow pulling up on the show. Make sure y'all do not be, don't be nervous, y'all. Don't be nervous, JB. Don't be nervous, JB. I told you when I joined the show, I was going to bring the heat. Is opinionist a word? Is opinionist a word? I gotta check, fact check, Ethan. Fact yep. check, opinionist. Make sure that shit's a word, so we're not grammatically incorrect on the show. Big, uh, so Big Smitty don't bring it, no fucking NapTown education to this goddamn show. 
Make sure opinionist is ready. It's a word. It's a word. Um, Ethan, Ethan, he don't know how to spell it, I don't think, though. But it's definitely a word, man. Once you get it, go ahead and pull it up, Ethan. I always got to like it. You poll question. How many dudes in this chat have rubbed one out to Lisa Ann? Raise your hand. <laughs> everybody. Everybody in here didn't did it. Uh, <laughs> Jada Ben said, Google her, Brian. <laughs> hey, my man Steven said, Lisa Ann kept me sane in Iraq in 03. Ooh, that, that, hey, that's serious. That's some serious business right there. One who holds an unusual or heretical opinion, uh, belief or opinion. A person holding a specified opinion. Thank you. Noun. Uh, come on, player. Let me pop my collar one time. Let me pop my collar, boy. Hey, so lucky he heard he heard somebody at Fox say that word probably one time, and he, he thought he was going to run with it. <laughs> it's good to have, though. Good to have. Uh, they never heard it before, man. It's all good, man. It's that nap time education. I know you went to Compton, you know what I mean? I don't know what the education was at that level. You were skipping school, JB, in these streets, you know what I mean? Sneaking out to go to Tommy's late at night, get you a damn uh, a chili cheeseburger eating outside. I know about Tommy's. I know about you, JB. I did my research on you. I, I got people out here now. I asked about you. So, shout out to my city, though. Um, Naptown in the house. We got a, uh, we got a uh, interesting show, dog. We have... Uh... The wide receiver versus running back con uh, comparison. Let's, let's dive into it, JB. Let's dive into it. I, I, I know I got Roundtree be coming on uh, here soon, but I think me and you can dive into it. So, obviously, I mean, I know over the last few days, we've been seeing all the talk from running backs online being upset about them not getting their just due, not getting their proper pay, uh, pay for, for what their value is. And then I've seen a few tweets, too, as well, where a couple, like, wide receivers and running backs were actually going, going at each other a little bit. And it kind of led to this discussion between you and I of do receivers deserve the bag? And then not only that, but do they deserve the bag over running backs in terms of value? Well, um, let, 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 let's ask my man, dog. Hey. Hey. What up? What's up with it, man? How y'all doing? Man, doing we could have been doing this in person, but I told my main man, Big Smitty, I was like, Big Smitty, you scared? You know, Trey can roll up on us with the Hellcat burping. I don't know, you know. Uh, I ain't I, never scared. Trey roll up to my house, dog, and fucking scare off all the goddamn donkeys and animals. This car's so goddamn loud. Oh, I'm like, man. damn, Trey's loud as hell. We gotta have Trey on during the season, like our 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 our, our active player, like once a week segment, dog. I gotta get Trey on mm. once a week during the season. Trey, congratulations, you you with the Chargers, you made it again, another year, another day, another dollar. You back here in Cali with the Chargers, man. Uh, Eckler's in the news. You know, he's been kind of vocal about y'all running backs in the NFL. Yeah. This show has to be kicked off with you because we've been debating this for a few days, Trey. Mm -hmm. uh, the running backs are hot. I know y'all come up with a little committee. I know you got a little group chat going and stuff like that, which is a good thing. Uh, what's going on with the running back position? Why is it becoming – obsolete if you will and why is it so underpaid or undervalued um compared to like a wide receiver who uh Eckler made a comment third receipt third string receiver making more than me is a slap in the face uh do you agree to that and 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 what what's going on right now I know you, I don't want you to say nothing to get in trouble but no 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 no, no. I'm gonna keep it I'm gonna keep it real I already know you are that's why I got it <laughs> keep real with you uh you know Austin he's always been vocal about this for years even when I got into league uh you know, two years ago. But me going on my third year now, I would just say this. In order to get paid, 
you got to make it through your first contract and get to your second contract. But in order to get to your second contract, you got to be available. You can't get injured and you have to be, you got to show up on tape. You know, if you show up on tape and do these things, you still, however, can most likely, and guys in the running back room, you still have a greater chance of not getting paid. However, in order to be not in the category of, oh, we're not going to pay you or, you have to either be available, meaning on special teams, you got to be able to play and you got to show up on film and not fumble. And a lot of times, a lot of guys don't get to their second contract because, hey, well, we don't want to pay you because you were injured. But they're not going to tell you that. We don't want to pay you because you fumbled a lot. Or we don't want to pay you because, honestly, we're not going to pay you. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you can either bet on yourself and say, I want to be like Le'Veon and leave. And it's not wrong with that. You live with your decisions and be fine with that. However, you got to know your leverage. If you don't have no leverage, then you can't be in that category. Now, if the organization like you and they're willing to bet, like, okay, this guy, he worked his butt off. He's been with us for seven years. He's, he's not just a guy who's going to get his bag and leave and, and veer off. Then that organization trusts you. But – at the end of the day, when it comes to the receiver and the running back arguing, I'm not really going to get into that. I'm going to just mostly say this. All right, who touches the ball the most? Center, quarterback, running back. Okay. Mm. People are going to be like, well, we throw the ball to the, to the receivers, though. Okay. At the end of the day, if you don't run a ball in the game, period, you're setting yourself up. Right. If we break it down, okay, in the NFL – in order to close the game, unless you depend on what system is, you must be able to run the ball, right? Four minute offense. You got to run the ball. Jay, you know this. You know this, Jay. Hey, if you don't run the ball, it's like, hey, man, well, you want to throw the ball? Oh, oh, get a pick. Oh, dang. Three and got out. It. Three and out. Right. So, yeah. so when it comes to – I'm not really going to get into the well, receivers. No, at the end of the day, Keenan, Mike Dub, all our series, they do their job. And they expect us when, when we got to give them a break of running – Nines and poses, they're like, hey, man, we got to run this ball. But I think as far as receivers and backs, as a back, though, you're asking me to, one, block, run, and catch. We're in the different days now. Back then, when you guys like Herschel Walker, Emmitt Smith, uh, uh, can't, Sweetness, can't the Sweetness my right, dude in there, yeah. they ran the ball in an off formation 40 to 35 times. I think Herschel Walker carried the ball – at Georgia, I think, 54 times in one game. But now it's different because the, uh, let's just say the system, the whole system of, of how we run plays, everything is different. So now they're like, well, we don't really have to really pay a, a running back because at the end of the day, we could be business-wise, we could be screwed because if we don't, if, if he gets hurt, that's the one thing they're always worried about, if he gets hurt or the pay gap. Mm. But it's crazy, man. The solution, but I mean, the solution to it is this: if you if you want to get paid, this is what you have to do. You got to be available. You got to be trusted, and you got to have production. Now you can have all these things, but the number one thing is the available part means that you don't just play running back. Play everything. Be a football player. You can be a football player. If you're not, if you're not in doing everything as a football player, if you just want to be a running back, you can't be a running back. And if you're that guy, you're that guy. But if you want to get paid, you have to be a football player, play everything. So it's like, hey, I do this, 
I'll do this for you. I'll do returns. I do on punt. I, I do whatever you whatever you need. I can do it. Then there you can open up to, well, I need my money. But if a guy does, I believe this, Josh, Josh Jacobs, Tony Paul, all those guys that bust their butt for four years and like, hey, I need, hey, I, I need now. If if there was a contract told of like, hey, we're going to take care of you, then that's a little bit, you know, man not on their word. And I can understand how they can be mad about that. But if the guy, if the guy does production-wise what he does for four years, then, hey, I mean, if he earned it, he earned it. But I think right now running backs are just in a phase of if I earned the money and I did what was necessary and I did my job, well, why not pay me? Right. Or if it's in a situation of you're not going to pay me well because you don't feel like it or I don't, you don't feel it's necessary because of the pay gap and all that, it's kind of a slap to the face like, like Austin said because – the running back position is unappreciated. And from now, past two years, three years now, it's always been a discussion of running backs. So, are they going to pay Zeke? Okay, are they going to pay? Are they going to pay Derek? Are they going to pay? You're getting paid, but your second contract is your money contract. You have to get your money in because you not you might not get you might not touch that back again. And most likely you want as a running back because if we're going back, and I'm going back and doing some research, Emmett Smith, he got his bag. Then, you know, he still has some steam, came back out his back. But again, that's a different system. We're in, right. we're in 2023 now. So I would say now it's different. But in order for you to get your second contract, your first your first contract, you got to be available. You got to show up on film and you got to be trusted and you can't be injured. And they go through this. It's crazy. You know, they really will go through all these things. But was he injured? Did he get these? Did he fumble a lot? And this is just this is just what it is. A running back position is a very, very hard, unappreciated position. But at the end of the day, I'm not sitting there saying that running backs – Oh my God! All this, nah, this is what it is. But however, if you want to get paid, how you can get paid is be available on everything. Be a football player. Be a football player. Be on special teams. Be on this and show up. If you show up on film all the time, you'll be fine. Now, if they give you some money and you like, I don't like that, then that's up to your agent to actually get it corrected. Right. But I just think right now it's a it's a big deal with. This pay, this pay gap because running backs feel unappreciated. And I mean, right now, a lot of guys are speaking up and saying like the running position, the running back position is dead. I heard Melvin say it's dead. And you know, honestly, in a couple years, like, uh oh, yeah, that's the next conversation, man. I've been telling people about this. It's become, I, yeah, it, I'm not gonna say anything, but I'm gonna just be real. Like in a couple years, like at the end of the day. Once you break it down, the running back position in the NFL, the reason why guys don't get paid is because they don't want to pay a guy that they know which running backs take pounding on. And they go, okay, if he get hurt, then dang. Well, we just put money into a dead cat, a dead, well, technically a dead horse. Like, he can't run. Or an injured horse. We got to get him right. We got to make sure he's right. So, they like, well, if we can find another running back, why we pay this guy? But, you know, right. And, and and not to cut you off, but to me, that's what the problem is too. I feel like they believe every running back is just replaceable. They think, all right, yeah, he was he had a great season, but I can find find another one of him in the draft, in the third round, the second round, whatever, uh -huh. and, and keep it cheap. So it was almost I saw something online different, like Matt Miller or whatever. Uh, JB, I think, has said it before, you know, even before him, but mm -hmm. about just like it's like this mindset that you know you, you get a rookie uh, on a rookie deal, you know, he makes he makes it through his first four years. Balls out, whatever, and then you franchise tag him, 
And then, you know, he get he gets through the franchise tag, and then it's like, all right, now now we just replace him. And you just keep doing the same, like the same well, system back well, I mean, to back. And it's, it's like well, then it's why, like, why, why is the case though? I mean, we can we can talk about it. I mean, think about it. All right, when I was in college, okay, wasn't really about money, it was about okay, who the better dude? And this is our dude, but you got four years though. But in the NFL, it's okay, as far as the running back's lifespan, it's not that long. But however, when you get a guy, it's like, oh, we can keep him, put him in this role, and then boom, we put money into somebody else and bring him in, and then boom, 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 when his time is up, all right, he's gone, and then we got a new guy. Like, it's just what it is. But it's, the running back position, like you said, like, they'll invest money in one guy, boom, 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 you get your money, but then, at, or franchise tag him, but then after that, you bring another guy in and invest money. That's just, that's just the business. But I would just say this, though, to a running back, like your time, like as far as when you get your bag, once you get past 25, 26, 27, you're 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 really in that in that gap of oh, is he slowing down? Is mm. he is he getting older? Is is he's getting older, but is he as far as production wise, is he slowing down on the field? Is he slower? Is he is he getting injured? These are the things that play into why dudes don't get paid. However, if you keep showing on tape and you have an organization that actually believes in you, the reason why Austin get his money and like even when even when Austin wasn't cut, like it's like hey, like we know, like he got to get his money. That's just what it is. Like at the right. end of the day, we know this. Like you got to get your money, but it's your second contract. Once you get your second contract as a running back, that's your big. That's that's the only way you can secure because. We live. It's different times now where you got to be able to run, catch, and block, and that is it's really hard. But we don't complain about running back. Oh, we got to do it. This is it's just what it is. However, I I just think right now running backs are getting a little frustrated about. Well, very frustrated on how unappreciated we are when it comes to the money deal because you know at the end of the day, if the dude, if the running back did what he did for four years, why not pay him? I mean, why not? I mean, the NFL is a billion-dollar industry. Right. Like, why, why not pay them? And the thing is, too, man, every other offensive position is getting paid. Like, I'm, try, I'm trying to think on top of the head. Obviously, quarterback, of course. We're talking yeah. about wide receivers. Wide receivers are getting paid. You, you look at the top 10 wideout contracts compared to top 10 running backs. It's night and day. Obviously, you you know, you, your front line, your left tackle, your right. Like, center, yeah. It's your center. Everybody's getting taken care of. But then the workhorse, the engine – that as football players, a former player myself, JB been coaching for years. Like we know how important and vital a running back is to the success of a team in terms of just the the, the flow of the offense, the bounce uh, of the offense. I'm a former D lineman, so if you tell me that the quarterback's gonna pass the ball fifty plus uh, fifty plus times a game, mm-hmm. oh, I'm thinking pass rush all game. I'm not even thinking about run block. Yeah. I'm just going. It makes my job easier. So the bounce of the run game slow, mm-hmm. slows down your front, brings the balance. It makes you second mm-hmm. guess. Opens up the play action. It is so many variables, and it's, yeah. it's almost like teams and organizations just don't care. Well, um, it's, it's, I don't know, man. It's just frustrating, man. It's tra- I mean, <laughs> I would just say, like, how you thought talked about how running the ball and then you passing the ball. I think, uh, I think, I think it's at the end of the day, I think that if you we, guys who play running back, we know what, what it takes to do this. And even you saying you're a D lineman and you see, like, you know, at the end of the day, when you hit a, when you hit a running back and he get back up. And it's like, all right, I got to go back. All right, get hit again, get hit again, got to block again, might have to pass block. It's it's really a, it's really a position that if you don't have – I wouldn't – it's ain't even about – well, if you ain't got the heart to do it, you ain't meant to do it. But I would right. say 
the running back position, everybody want to play running back. I mean, everybody want to play. It back right. in the heyday, even when you were a kid growing up. But now when it gets to a certain serious level as far as the production, because if you're asking me to, okay, if I'm being judged on fumbling, being injured, and production, all these things are hard. And it's every game. So it's like you're being judged on every game. So it's like, okay, well, you know, he didn't. He didn't. We needed that. We needed that third and goal, and he didn't get it. You know, it, it's, right. and we needed to run the ball. People like run the ball in the low red. Okay, so if you want to roll the dice and be 50-50 and throw, it's nothing wrong with that. If you got, if you know, depending on what system you in, but it comes down to one thing: a lot of a hundred percent dudes in the NFL. Okay, why they always ask why Marshawn to get the ball in the one yard line? Okay, mm-hmm. they always because they wanted to run the ball. They like run the ball. That's that's what they're thinking. However, you are gonna run the ball, you're gonna throw. But at the end of the day, if you want to run the ball, understand that running backs, you're not we understand you're not gonna get really the praise that's necessary. But I just think right now we're in a phase of where um running backs, we gotta start speaking up. But uh at the end of the day, if you want to get paid, <laughs> I think for a fact you must be valuable on everything you got to be available on special teams you got to be available in the punt game return everything all 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 phases so in order to get paid but if you're that guy but if you're that guy you like you know people are like what's you mean bro you're like i ain't playing no special if you don't want to play special teams then be available on tape don't fumble and have no injuries but that's hard to say let me ask you this uh trey uh b john robinson is going to be the highest paid running back in the nfl rookie season is that a slap in the face to to the collective that's been playing it's been in the league that's been looking for that second contract like an eckler like a saquon like uh derrick henry josh jacobs jacobs i mean remember i told you i remember i told you though it's the organization so whatever team He's on. They're like, oh, well, we trust him. We believe in him. We want to give him this money. He earned it. Ooh. But not for every organization that's like that. Yeah. So money. Some organizations want to put their money into receivers. Some money want some organizations want to put their money into quarterbacks. Some tight ends. Like it's all depending on the 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 GM of what where they want their money at. Cause it's all the money. Like we can be real about okay, the NFL is about money. However, players, we we play this game and we love this game to the point to where it's beyond money, but we're trying to get our money when we do our production on the field. We like, I, I did this. Now, can you please pay me? But I just think they trust him and he earned the money. So now I it would be unrealistic for everyone to be like, hey, man, <laughs> why they paid him? Why they pay me? It's a different organization. You got to understand every organization is ran different and all the money pay gap is, is all towards different positions. But I think, I mean, I could I can't sit here and tell you it's not enough money to go around. You know what I'm saying? Like if oh, there come is, on now. Come on now. There's it's money to go around, bread. like you know yeah. what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, all it's always they look at the back as if, okay, is he gonna get injured? And is he if we give him this money, is he going to veer off? It ain't fair though, because like we know football stands for not like NFL stands for not for long. Everybody right. gets injured. Wide receivers, quarterbacks go down, yeah. old linemen. But if a running back goes down one time in that first four years span, that rookie deal, it's like, okay, we, we got out, we got our excuse not to pay him. Yeah. It's like GMs and stuff are just looking for one. Give me one reason. Give me mm-hmm. one reason not to give you this bread. Oops, you did it. All right, you're not getting yeah. it. It's yeah, like you know, you know, but here's the reason why that is, though. You're not 
for the most part, really rare. You're not getting a left tackle in the sixth round for shits and gigs. You're getting a running back in the sixth round, like an Algiers who can come in and perform year one for nothing. And you found a diamond in the rough, like a Kenneth Walker, the third, and you didn't got to pay him. Uh, you're not finding that left tackle or that nose guard in the sixth or seventh round. You're, you're rarely finding a Tom Brady that's going to get drafted that late and become what he was. Let's just be honest. Uh, I got to take those, Trey. I got an interesting one. Like, number one, the availability part you talked about. Um, yeah. Saquon was hurt. We got we got guys like, uh, you know, McCaffrey, who's been hurt for the for a majority of his career, we can argue. He played his last eight games with Niners after being traded last year. Cool. Um, but but when you, he, uh, yeah, that's crazy. Ooh, man. Wow. Yeah. When you say availability, though, does that does that mean we know you got hurt and we know you're available now and we know you may get hurt again? That is why we're not paying you that bag. Well, if you hey, listen, there's it's a difference between being hurt and injured, right? If the guy's injured then they're like, all right, we ain't gonna we ain't gonna pay him. You've been hurt and you don't play through through a little couple dings and that, that's a different story. But at the end of the day, did he earn it though? Okay. Did he did I earn did I earn my money? Like did I do what I was supposed to do? Did I run? Did I block? Did I catch the ball? Yes. So pay me my bread. It's not it's not a if if I was available, even if like if I got a, a serious in like some uh running back like Saquon got a serious injury and came back and they still like this dude is still that still he's still that guy. He didn't slow down in production. He still came back and was like uh, a man in the fire, running on fire. So I think if he earned the money, give him the money. He earned it. If you're, I'm not saying okay, if he was hurt all the whole year and all, okay, that's a different story. But to the GM, I'm saying okay, if he came back, did what he was supposed to do, was productive, he earned the money. And if you know, and if you know the guy, you know the running back. Like you know the running back, the 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 lifespan is not that is not that long. So at the end of good graces, if I job, hey JB, if I do a job for you, you know what I'm saying, and, and I actually do it, and I'm do what I'm supposed to do, like you like 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 uh like my man said, I'm I'm technically begging for something that's technically mine. Like I, I did right. I did the job, give me the money, but it's not even a uh, give me. It's, I, I did the job. So if if a guy actually earned it, like Josh, like all these running backs, yeah, pay him the money because I'm pretty sure there's enough money that can go around. But at the end of the day, I know you're gonna say the business though, the business part of getting a tackle, getting the tight end, that's gonna play always because at the end of the day, like you said, running backs right now we're looking at the position as is not being appreciated. They're like we can find another guy, we can find another guy because guess what? If we put our money in you, then you get injured, and guess what? We could spend that money on a tackle, on a tight end, or a, on a collect on something else collectively that would have enhanced our team more than putting this money in this, into a position that is fatal when it comes to injuries. Again, and, and JB, and real quick, JB, before you jump in, you just kind of pointed to it, and the re- reason that is is because there are so many running backs. Like you mm-hmm. said, like in the sixth round, you could find one for cheap that, that ends up balling out a third-round guy, fourth-round guy. There's so many running backs. So now the more I'm thinking about it, I'm like uh, – because me and Jimmy, we talked about this yesterday as well. We both think that in a few years, players are going to stop – like the top players in high school, college, they're going to transition from running back to like these slot 
to wide receivers. Like they're not going to want to play the running back position because they see what's going on. But now the way I'm thinking about it now, that might, uh, in a weird way, actually help you guys at the next level get paid more. Because if there's less running backs, if there's a smaller pool, a smaller selection, now to me that naturally adds leverage to the guys who are really good running backs. Because now if I'm a GM, I'm like, damn, like it ain't too many guys really in college that I can I can pull from. I yeah. gotta pay Saquon. I gotta pay Josh Jacobs. Where now they like, hey, they don't want to they don't want to play. Cool. Next, bring somebody else in. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that could bring some leverage. But JB, I, 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 I think that's something. All because you're just gonna use Devo Samuel in the backfield a little more, and you're gonna motion him and run fly offense. You're gonna run Dandy Reed's Shanahan type of offense, and you're gonna the the running back's gonna start to dwindle, and and Trey's gonna have to bump outside and play. Play McKinnon's role in Kansas City and in in, in in L.A. He's gonna have to play in the slot more. He's gonna have to run down on kickoff. He's gonna yeah. have to do what he was saying. He has to do everything, and he that's everything. crazy. Uh, Trey, I gotta ask you something though. This is a little birdie in my ear. This is an interesting topic you may not be able to discuss. In the days right now that we have the Detroit Lions suspensions, we've had you know obviously last year um, with the with the receiver being suspended for the season betting. Um, do you think? This betting issue in the NFL has anything to do with the running back being underpaid? Now, listen to what I got to say. <laughs> fantasy, who is more likely to be picked on their fantasy picks every single weekend on DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever it may be, a receiver or a running back? I think a running back. You think a running back's picked over a receiver in fantasy? I mean, uh, I mean, it depends on. I mean, a, that's a, that's a, a hard dual threat question. guy, a dual threat guy like a C. Like they're like gonna like pick that, yeah. like if a guy if there's if there's a guy. My bad, I'm not really big on fantasy, but I, I know. But I'm saying, you know, like the points. How I'm not fan. I'm not talking about fantasy leagues. I'm talking about like a DraftKings player prop. Uh, I'm because I've taken you before. I'm be real. I've taken hey. you before. Why? Why? You know why, Trey? You on the cheap. You were going to play late in the season. <laughs> and I was like, shit, Trey Buston, I get him on the cheap. I could get a, I could get a Tyreek Hill uh, and fit him in my lineup. Yeah. And see, see that that's how cats be thinking. So if I'm picking, see, running backs, you got to do a lot to get a lot more. You got see, receivers, Justin Jefferson could have five catches for 200. Right, right, right. And have right. 100 damn draft points or fantasy points for you. Compared to a running back, you got 30 carries. The guy got fucking six draft king points. I so, like, right. I think that the money that no one's talking about in this betting world is starting to maybe come over and trickle down into what these franchises are paying their players. I mean, I think that that's a that's a good. Uh, well, that's that, I would say the reason why. I mean, it's since the beginning of times, the NFL's had rules and regulations, right? Now, always betting, betting has always been an issue. Gambling has, has not been in the scenario of the NFL. I think that if you if you want to do those things and you get caught, hey, man, that's you got caught. But honestly, me, me knowing the rules, I ain't like, guys, if you're going to do it, just understand the consequences of doing it. And if you get caught, right. there's the consequences of doing it. If I know, like Austin will say, just why no? Why would you do that? Gambling, no, don't gamble. He's like, shoot, we're gonna gamble, invest your money. He said, invest your money, we're gonna gamble. If you want to gamble, it's cool, but just understand that you're in the NFL and that and there's rules and regulations. If you don't want to, if you don't want to get caught, don't do it. Now and, oh, you know, and I know, and I know guys are like staying away from it, but like as a as like a 
eventually you're you you're questioning the running backs are questioning the the pay like why are we getting under why are we so undervalued underappreciated and then you think about this thing like these cats are breaking bread in this draft world in this in this fantasy world all these fans every weekend are 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 betting and making money on us and we're getting paid like dogs and this cat just hit a million dollars on DraftKings. Some nobody works at Walmart that never played football because he picked Trey Roundtree combination with Tyree Kill and Herbert and, and fucking he made his whole thing work. And then and then I'm like, damn, I don't get paid. And I'm 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 out here performing and putting my body at risk and I'm underpaid. And these cats making money on my name. It's kind of like NIL. Right. Not- I mean, hey, that's a good point, JB. It's a good. Oh, my, the only my only little nugget against that is that well, I'm trying to think off the top of the head of all the guys that, that are getting in trouble or got suspended. And I, I don't know. So. I, don't, I think it's a lot of receivers, though, right? I, 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 no, I yeah, know. it is. I'm not saying running backs are getting in trouble, yeah. baby. I'm saying, saying the money. You saying the money is. I think they're underpaid because the receiver is more likely to be picked on DraftKings. Right. Right. And it brings more money to the NFL. NFL's number one supporter is DraftKings. Oh, like, think about it. Dog. I don't know. I'm just that I never thought about that. Nah, but I just think the rules since the day of time have been like, oh, you guys can't bet or you guys can't be in twi- intertwined with any gambling dealing with the NFL or period. So if you, I'm just telling you, I, I if if you get caught and you do it, that was on you. I'm not gonna sit here and be the hey, I'm not doing that because at the end of the day, I don't, I don't personally, I'm not doing that. So. If you want to do it, just understand, get caught, you know, the consequence of it. Now, if you saying, if you disagree and say, well, I think it's unfair. If you say it's unfair, then just understand that the NFL has been going on for about a quite a long time and pretty sure that that ain't going to get changed. So you might as well just, you know, stop with that. Yeah, it ain't going to just, just let it go. <laughs> let it go. Hey, my boy. If I said by the seat, by next season, let's say next season, I doubt it happens this year. But if I said 2020, or the running backs will collectively strike on their own. You say hell yeah or hell nah? Wow. I don't. Oof, I don't. I don't know. You know, JB. You know me, man. I'm, I'm not nepotist. You know, I told you. You gotta know your leverage. Now you got to know your leverage. You got to know your leverage. Now the dudes with the money, money. You know, hey, hey, yeah. you know, hey. Let, let me real. But, yeah. but if Saquon and Zeke, let me tell you something. Hey. The, guys, the Derrick Henrys, the Josh. Hey, you know, y'all got the money. I'm still trying to get it. So I'll just tell you. This. I'm saying hey, you better know your say, leverage. Hey, we striking, dog. All you youngsters, let's go. We're striking. Hey, hey, listen, I'm like, hey, listen, hey, listen, man. I need you to uh send me a million. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, hey, bro, listen. Uh, hey, Trey said, he said, I'm crossing that picket line, uh, Jay. Hey, he said, listen, like, I ain't making that bread. Like, yeah. if, if it came down to it, hey, I, if I had to start, okay, all right, hey, listen, I need you. Hey, come on. <laughs> you got you to know your leverage. He said, hey, he said I, I do it. You, you got to look out for me, you man. Know, okay, man, if, if listen, if you want to get paid, like I told you, this is what I believe in. Do more if you want to, and if you guess what, and if the organization don't believe in you, bet on yourself, and then do what you must do necessary. But at the end of the day, I don't know about the striking thing. I just know this: you better know your leverage. At the end of the day, that's funny. Yes, you that you say that because Jay, because there's gonna be some guys that be like, I ain't doing it, even if they got the money or they got their bag. I ain't doing it. So 
tough, the, man. The, the whole the whole counter thing behind the striking is well, one guys don't do it. One guys, I ain't doing it. I got my money. Yeah. I ain't doing it. I ain't got my money. Let me ask you this. I would think it's a slap in y'all face, the running back position, if the league as a collective, like the quarterback, the O-line and receivers said, nah, running backs, you ain't got to strike. We'll strike for you. I think that is the only way to make this happen. If we're all in it together and we all want to trade swap jerseys after game, we all, we all homies, we all want to be cool, then we need to – Back each other up positionally, too. And Tom Brady's of the world, I'm talking about guys of that stature, need to be like, we need to pay the running backs, too, or we're all striking and having a league strike. It, ain't, it can't yeah, just be. Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see that. I don't see that. That ain't happening, JB. I don't, you know. see, that. I don't, I don't see that. I don't see that it, but happening. I'm just saying, you can't just put the running backs out there on their own that and say, I'll strike that on your own. I'm going to tell you, that, that would have been happening. That ain't happening. Cause everybody want everybody care about their position and they everybody money and and they in the NFL. Everybody worried about they money. So yeah. if right now collectively, okay, I'm gonna say okay, collectively right now, yes, the running backs be like, all right, well, we need to say something and talk about what's going on. I'm gonna tell you this. I'm not gonna tell you to go on strike, and I'm not gonna tell you to go beg. I'm gonna tell you this: do more, be on everything, be on special teams, be on punt, be on kickoff, be on kickoff return, and play running back. And get your money. That's but what the, I'm telling you. The thing is, Trey, like real quick, like uh, you know, uh, what's coming to my mind is I'm thinking about some of the running backs who have done it all, in my opinion, right? There so like, I'm trying, I'm, I'm trying to think of an example, like uh, uh, Derrick Henry, right? So he, he's not on special teams, but mm -hmm. let's be real. When you play the Tennessee Titans, yeah, what, what's the engine for the Tennessee Titans? Derrick yeah. Henry, they yeah. go as he goes. If he's not available, yeah. they're not going to be good. Point yeah, blank, right. he's getting thirty plus carries. And even a guy like him struggles to get, you know, like the bag bag. Like, and mm -hmm. it's like, so. It, That's the talking to face. I'm not saying, I'm not saying as far as like, remember how I said, knowing your leverage. If you're, yeah. if you're a guy that plays running back and you're their guy and you've been doing the productivity of that nature of you right. being productive every game. 1,500 yards, 1,200 yards, whatever, yeah. You right. earned the money. I said, if he, if he, if he earned the money and he did what he had to do to get the job done, pay him, pay him. Now, but, if why, but why are teams still not paying them? Like a Saquon is ball. Josh Jacobs just led the league in rushing, and they not paying them. Dalvin Cook is still a free agent. Like, why, what's going on? You know on? why they're not paying? You know why they're not paying them? Because they see the position as, oh, we don't have to pay them because of leverage. They like we don't have to leverage is not in a running back's favor. We don't got to pay y'all. But at the end of the day, if you want, if you want more leverage, do, do more. more. But if you want to, that's that's the only way. Us talking about it, us sitting over here going to the gym, it's uh, not gonna happen, bro. Do more, Damn. do more. If Maybe. I know, and it's it may sound like people are like, what you mean, do more? Like I did this. If you're in, if depending on what leverage you're in, if you're a guy that okay, like 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 a guy who actually plays special teams and you play a little bit of running back, you right. know more so you have to be on the special team's favor. And if somebody gets hurt then and there, you have to be productive at running back. If you're a, a guy that's like Austin, Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, keep showing up on tape. That's the only thing right. you can do. And then yeah. from there, if you don't want to, you know, bet on yourself and go to and, and leave if you want to. But, I mean, it's up to you. At the end of the day, I'm not going to sit wild. here and, and say, hey, you're not doing – what you're supposed to do because you need to do more. No, it's just us complaining and talking about it. We can talk about it, but as far as it comes to money, money is always going to be in the favor over other things, I'm going to just say.
Nah, that's hey, nice. before that's you get out of here, uh, appreciate you coming on as always. Like, we got to hook up uh, soon. Get you, I got to get you out to the cigar lounge so you can see the smoke a cigar in the real lounge. Now, you were last time you were here, I didn't have the lounge. Yeah. Let, me, let me ask you this stuff. I had to ask you this one question based on what you know, and you're in this profession and you're in play this position. Your kid comes to you and says, Daddy, I want to play what you play. You telling them to play running back in this current state, or no. are you saying? Play receiver or play something else. No, I'm I'm not even this. I've made up my mind when I was in college that if when I have a son, he ain't playing running back. I just I'm like you're not gonna you're not gonna one. You know I when when I was in college and played football, I, I was getting the ball to my senior. I got the ball two hundred twenty two times all ten year. I mean it was a ten game. SEC conference year because COVID, and I got the ball like 20 to 32 times a game. So, mm. and then in college period, I would rack and got more carries. But I, I just think I made a personal decision. I was like, I don't want your body to go through that. I don't want your body because one, you won't, most likely, you ain't going to be able to handle that because your daddy a dog. He, he, if you look at my carries in college, it's like, well, he 43 <laughs> carries against Kentucky, 32 carries against uh, uh, Vanderbilt. It's going down. It's like, what was you doing? Like, it ain't no way you can handle that, son. I love you, but you know, <laughs> this is what you're going to do. We're going to go to the track. You're going to be faster than your dad. You're going to be more uh, agile than your dad, more as far as savvy in your routes, and you're going to go and slot, and you're going to make money, and you're going to run mm. a four three, and you're going to be fine, and you're going to make money, and you're going to last in the league longer than your pops, and you're going to be more productive in the league than your pops because you're going to be running routes, and you're going to get the ball, and you have to worry about certain things I have to worry about. Because that's just the position. As a position running back, I know that, you know, you're going to get hit. And if depending on when you get hit by a D-lineman, it's either you get up or you, oh, man, I, I can't do it. The hardest part of being running back is getting hit, having to get up and know we finna hit again, hit again, Ooh. hit again. Oh, but you know as a D-lineman, when there's a certain back that you hit and you like, oh, it's going to be a long day. Yeah, or <laughs> there's hit. another back where I like you. You, 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 you know what? Today you gonna make me money today because you running a little bit timid today. So it's two mm. differences. You got two different backs. You got guys who can the hard nose Walter Payton. You got the hard nose Horsham Walker. You got the hard nose, and then this day you got the hard nose Josh Jacobs, Austin, Derrick Henry. All these guys that are different. So I would just say. If my son wanted to play running back, I would say, son, if you want to, cool. But don't come to me with my body hurt. Don't cut. I don't want to hear it because I've already done. I've, I did it. Right. So if you want to play receiver, go play receiver, make money, make the bag, and, and, and have a better career than me. Like, I want you to do that. I don't want you to fall. I don't want you to do that because you're going to look and be like, dang, I wish I would have played receiver. I want think, you to play think, think smarter, not harder. Think smarter. Yeah, not I'm harder. like, you want to update like you. I yeah. said, son, you want to update your software without uh damaging your your hardware. Like, my boy, mm -hmm. you need to make sure you take care of your leg. I'm like, you're gonna be fine. But I, I would say right now, regardless of this whole pay gap thing with the right backs, I made the decision my last year in college. I was like, my son will never play running back ever because of just I'm like, you not you can't do this. I like you. You're not gonna be. Yeah, you. You ain't carrying. You can't carry the ball 25 to 30 carries a game. You can't do that. I, I mean, I'm not. I don't. And I don't want you. As far as not even your mental state, but your body 
you're not nah you can't do that so i'd rather him just play receiver slot make some uh and, and have fun run routes and get the bag and then from there be good i'm like run your four three be faster than me make more money and then you'll be fine Facts. have a better career than me it, have dude. a longer career because guess what at the end of the day receivers last longer than backs just what it is because of the pounding so i'd rather you just be better at be better than me in my career play receiver and make and be more productive than me and have a better career. And you always uh, keep it real. I know you're getting ready. You're back here in Cali, uh, ready for camp. Where you guys at? Irvine again? Yep. I'm going to come see you, man. Um, and hopefully I'll see you before that, but I'm going to come see you uh, ASAP and uh, bring that loud-ass car around this motherfucker again. Yeah. Hey, and, and I know I know y'all got a Ball State cat on your team, man. Uh, uh, a youngin, he might know me. AJ, Uzo Dima, he's a corner. I went to Ball State. Play uh -huh. football, so shout out to AJ. I know you're talking uh, about, yeah, AJ. Yeah, yeah, yes, sir. So, uh, shout out to y'all this season, man. Big season for the Chargers, so we'll definitely be supporting. It's a pleasure Appreciate meeting it. you, my guy. Appreciate it, man. It's good talking with you, JB, man. All right, Trey. I'll see you soon, bro. I love you. Later. All right, love. Peace. Matt McChesney popping right in. Big Matt in the building. He got the shades on. You know he's not playing around. What's going on, Matt? What's good? Hey, what's up? Uh, you heard that conversation. Um... I gotta get your take on this. We've already talked about it before, but Trey just kind of broke it down from an NFL player's perspective. Currently, this running back versus wide receiver bag, and uh, so on and so forth. The running backs have uh, has started a damn chat line, uh, chat group uh, in the NFL. I know you said the other day Saquon should not report to camp unless he's paid. These running backs are in a peculiar situation right now, uh, don't you think, Matt? Uh, don't get paid, don't play, or be fucked over and not get paid either way. You're kind of fucked, no? I mean, I'm having a hard time feeling sorry for any of them. They're professional football players, but they are being underpaid. I don't feel sorry for them, though. I mean, right, right. they're like trying to garner sympathy and fuck your sympathy. Like, what are we talking about? Well, this is football. People are... There's tons of guys that are making way less money than that that aren't bitching. So, you know, like, at some point, this just is just grown men crying. And right. I I appreciate the fact that you're not making as much money as you want. But, I mean, the None whole of world are. has to now cater to you and, like, feel sorry for you. We need to fucking figure out, like, ways for running backs to strike independent what's next all the centers are going to strike and then all the guards are going to strike i mean I, I don't have a problem with like talking about this once or twice and like shining a light on it but this is not like this show but just in general this yeah. is like taking a life of its own like somehow yeah, running backs are just being are being disrespected look man Everybody in the National Football League is being disrespected by the NFL. There's no guaranteed contracts. There's no lifetime health care. Uh, when you get your your pension, it's, you know, I have my full vest and it's eh. like, I'm glad I got it, but I'm, I can't fucking do anything with it. They're so difficult. It, it's impossible to do anything with your money. They won't give you your money. You can't get on disability. Like they, they make everything so goddamn difficult that people just give up. Or, or, you know, they make you seem like, they make it seem like you're like trying to f get money that you earned. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a very, I think it's a really fucked up situation. So there's so many bigger problems in the NFL than this. 
And this is, again, the National Football League loves this because it's shining the light on a minimal problem that people are overreacting to and not shining the light on all these massive fucking problems that nobody even talks about. And everybody, talk, no one cares. And everyone, oh, well, we can't fix these problems. There's no way the NFL could guarantee contracts to 80 guys. They don't pay taxes. They can fucking, they can, they can do whatever they want, dog. The NFL is tax exempt. So they have tons of fucking money. And I just, I find it amazing that everybody is so focused on this little tiny problem concerning a small percentage of the players instead of looking at all these big issues that players have got to, overcome and it seems like the the current players in today's nfl they have no understanding of what is really going on for the x players and as an x as an x player when i was playing i was the same way i didn't think about the x players i was trying to get my shit so until the nfl x players and current players and the union really comes together and figures out how to conquer some of these bigger problems I'm going to have a hard time shining the light on this little high school hairy bullshit that you're not getting. Then you're getting paid enough. Motherfucker, figure it out, dog. If you like listening to running backs complain about opportunity when they touch the ball every play, like, dude, everybody's got to eat some shit in this game. Every, every, everybody's got a position to play and they're all slotted at, a, at an amount of money that is probably under what they should be making. Tight ends went through this. We've yeah. seen every position go everybody, through this. Everybody, bro. When I was playing defensive line as a rookie, do you think I make more money as a three technique or when they moved me to guard? Three, three technique. technique. So, yeah. But did I, did I fucking cry and whine and start a GoFundMe page and shit and like, hey, help me make more money because I just got moved? No, just go do your fucking job and shut up. I just I, – this is just – in a in a generation and a community just worldwide that loves to hear people complain this is just another little baby complaint uh let's move on to some college football uh get into your wheelhouse right there in your backyard um uh, i don't know why this continues to be a thing um narduzzi started it at pitt came after Coach Prime a little bit and said some things in the news and the media. Now uh, there's a uh, there's a Prime Coach Venables beef going on, Big Matt. Um, Venables, who went six and seven at a, at a place like Oklahoma with unlimited resources and recruiting ties, uh, goes six and seven, and then comes out and basically takes a little shot at Dion. Um there's quite a bit of thing, a lot, quite a bit move going on here. He's come out and said, "I gave guys 12 months of grace. I was unlike Dion. I gave, I gave guys 12 months of grace to figure it out here. Here's three. Go to class, live right off the field, and when you show up here, you show up with respect and appreciation." Uh, uh, Dion's come out since and made some, some said some things on his social media. Uh, please read this slowly. I've never responded to any of these great coaches that choose to target me or our program here at CU Buffs Football. I'm great at walking and talking the talk. And if we're truly me, I would have referenced a Lamborghini. Uh, basically, he's saying that he didn't say some of the things that have came out. Uh, but he has said a few things. And listen, 
I don't know where you stand with this thing, but I, I'm curious why grown men are worried about other grown men and their fucking program when you can't even handle your own program. Right. You hate his anus. I mean, that's Venables and, and Ardruzzi and whoever else wants to get involved in this. You can't be mad just because he has pull and swag and he invented it, dog. I mean, Jerry Curl and gold necklaces, that's Dion. So you can't be mad at a guy who has that kind of draw because kids want to be around him and want to play for him. I'm sorry that you're a stuck up old fucking white dude who can't relate. And you, now you have to go this route. I mean, Venables adopted an 11 and two program and went six and seven. I know coach prime didn't say that Ferrari's on fire, but that motherfucker's cooking. So, (laughs) and also I know that everybody's angry because they brought in transfers. Well, Oklahoma had 63 guys turnover in their program. So 71 to 63, I mean, do the math. Why is it okay for Oklahoma to do it but not CU? I just think, I, I think there's, this, there's this perception out here that, like, not all these fuckers out here are cutting these dudes like crazy. Like, Dion cuts 70 people, and everyone's like, oh, my God. And these coaches are taking this high road as if they're better than everybody. Like, they're not doing the shadiest shit in the world, right. and they're just being – they're being shadowed over by by Prime because he cut 70, but he actually did it in a more correct manner. <laughs> I mean, he did it with honesty, told everybody what he was going to do. He didn't do it behind closed doors. He didn't do it shady-like. He just did it. You know, and I, I'm a huge I'm a huge pro, uh, proponent for doing it with a sword, not a kiss. You know, like if yeah. you don't want to stay with your wife, just, you know, tell her. Don't go out and fuck bitches. Just get it over with. So, like, that's the same thing here. Get it over with. He pulled the Band-Aid off. I I love Venables. I think he's a good coach. I have a guy, I have guys at Oklahoma. I'm really close with Brutenbaugh. I don't have beef against the Sooners. I understand that this may be frustrating to coaches because Dion just walked in and started doing it, and he didn't have to go through the rigors of, you know, climbing the coaching ladder and learning the recruiting and all that bullshit that isn't real anyway. I mean, it, it, learning, like, I always love when, in the past when I've like talked to coaches about getting jobs and they're like, Oh, well, you really don't have any coaching experience. And I'm like, well, this is just, this is exactly why I don't want to come fucking coach with you guys. Cause you are, you make people climb this stupid fucking ladder that doesn't exist rather than actually allowing a talented coach to coach and recruit and do everything else. Oh man, you, you know, can't coach at Colorado. You didn't GA. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> copy, so you can't coach for my football team, which, yeah. And then, and then I look at that coach and I go, oh, okay, so you were a copy bitch. Got it. Um, so I, I just, I think that there's some, there's some grown ass man jealousy here. Let's be real. There's yeah. some guys who wishes they were prime and then that aren't. Um, and the fact that he has the ability to pick up the phone and call any kid and that kid will listen. He may not come, but he'll listen. He's yep. probably on a trip. I mean, the amount of four and five stars that are in Boulder these days, it, it hasn't been like this since I was playing. And I, I think he's even doing a better job than when I was there. And that was a long time ago. I'm not trying to sit here and be like, back in my day, but fuck, it's been, let's be real. Colorado hasn't won a bowl game since I was a senior and I'm 41 years fucking old. So I, I held the last bowl game trophy we won in Houston in 2004. So I don't care what we have to do. I don't care if all these coaches and all the blue bloods are angry. Good. Colorado's coming for your ass. Coach Sanders is coming. There's zero fuck around. 
TCU, you better get, you better buckle them chin straps up because they're coming for you. You're not the same team you were last year. Nebraska, the fact that they're 14 point favorites at home when we've beaten them the last two times we played them, <clears throat> we're coming for your ass too. All the sheep in Fort Collins were coming for y'all. Like there's not going to be any more of this Colorado is just a fucking circle it as a W anymore. If you don't come ready to play this team with its speed and exuberance and the fact that they're all buying into the program coach primes trying to an institute, but also they can hear all this hate and they're not right. like well, they got dudes and they hear all this and they're, it's just gelling them and bringing them together even more to go out and just try and eviscerate everybody they play. So I know that I'm a homer and there's some people, oh, well, he's only saying this because he went to Colorado. What the fuck else do you want me to say? You want me to ride <laughs> with your weak-ass motherfucking team? I ride with my people, and I've been doing it for since day fucking one when I was eight years old. So, of course, I'm going to ride with them, and we think we're going to beat the fuck out of y'all. And, and you know what? Don't take it seriously and watch what happens. All these coaches that didn't take the recruiting thing seriously, and they thought this was all a gimmick, well, now you're losing four- and five-star kids. Now guys are transferring into Colorado instead of out. So, yeah. It's the grown man jealousy here is just ridiculous to me. The great Sean Carter said jealousy is a female trait. I don't know if you're mad at me. All I do is push weight. She dropping bars right now, JV. Matt dropping bars. Anytime you reference the great Sean Carter, then you know you, you know you're dropping a real bar. JB don't JB don't even know who Sean Carter is. Look at his face. Look at his face. JB is an OG, dog. Come on. Yeah. Um Nah, that's real. Yeah, that conversation one day, Matt, is is is, is Jay-Z overhyped? I, th I think Jay-Z is a great ambassador for hip-hop. Yeah. I think he's got some bangers. But overall, I think he's he's average. I mean, he's 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 good, but he's he's not a top 10. He's not top 10. Damn. Uh, we got that. Speaking, of, speaking yeah. of top 10, dog, me and Big Smitty have been going at it, Matt, about this top five most valuable positions in the NFL. Big Smitty uh, and I go at it, and he called it—he called the quarterback the softest. And uh, uh, I think yeah, I saw that. And I think Matt agrees uh, uh, a little bit when. Oh he, no 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 no! I don't. No think no 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 no! I, you agree with me? I'm saying I, I'm saying you're about to agree with what I'm saying. Um, young young Smitty here don't have a clue. Matt would appreciate a a quarterback that would grab him. And say, motherfucker, you just got beat by the fucking three technique. That is the quarterbacks that O linemen used to ride or die for. Nowadays, Big Smitty, I think you're getting it confused with the quarterbacks you made have played against, like the pussies that wouldn't have stiff armed your ass and gouged your eye out like I would have. You want to so stiff arm me at all, baby? Difference. <laughs> I, I would have broke your fucking arm. I think about this differently because I played both ways. So my entire college career, I was a defensive lineman. And my first two years in the league, I was a defensive lineman. And there's nothing better than running through a motherfucker's chest when he's throwing the ball. Now, when you do that, and then that guy hops up and taps you on the helmet, and he's like, you ain't shit, and then throws a touchdown or runs by you, I look at that dude and I'm like, that's one tough motherfucker, but I'm coming again. I'm I like this motherfucker. I can play with this dude. Right. And like in college, we we had a guy named Craig Oaks that played for us, who was so unbelievably talented physically, but was is just a mental cripple and was always hurt and couldn't push through anything and wasn't tough. 
And his backup was a guy named Bobby Pesaveno, who's one of my best friends. And he, the minute Craig went down, Bobby stepped in. And it didn't matter if you hit him with a truck. It didn't matter if you hit him in the legs. It didn't matter if you knocked him out. He would never come out of the game. And he, we rode him to a Big 12 title. In the NFL, you know, playing against guys like Tom Brady when they can call you, call out what you're about to do defensively and then you hit him and he gets up and starts talking mad shit. He may not be like physically imposing, but from a mental perspective, that's almost more demoralizing to a defense than being ran over. Like if you get ran over by a running back or something, that's a physical problem that I can fix. But mentally, if you have an edge on everybody and they, you're just so much more mentally tough than everyone, and you you have the ball in your hands and you can dictate to people, as a defensive player, that was always a, a position where it doesn't really matter how hard I rush, how hard I hit him, how many plays we make, this guy is going to find a way to fuck us up at some point because of his mental toughness. And in regards to that, whichever quarterback on that team is probably the tougher mentally is going to win. Now, moving to offense – and blocking for guys like Brett Favre and Chad Pennington and Cutler and all these other cats that I played with, when you're playing JT O'Sullivan, when you're when you have a, a guy behind you that will take a fucking hit and get up, and instead of pouting or moping on the sideline or pointing fingers over there, will just walk up to me and be like, get your fucking shit together. Let's go. I respect the fuck out of that dude. I don't want the passive aggressive fucking pussy that's going to go over there and talk to the coach and have the coach talk to me. Let's just figure this shit out right now and move forward. So I think so much of quarterback, yes, it's the ability to take physical punishment because they can very rarely dish out any of that. But if, if, if you're asking me just about toughness, I mean, I don't know if there's a more, if there's a more strenuous position on the brain, both from a, preparation standpoint from an execution standpoint and then from a mental toughness standpoint than a quarterback position and i'm talking in any sport ever hey man i'm gonna be honest too though if my quarterback's not my toughest fucker on my team we have a problem i say constantly i need my quarterback to be the hardest worker he's got to be able to gel with the soft ass fucking pencil neck skill players who are getting manicures and he's got to be able to go out and get down with all the fucking trench monsters that are out fucking drinking and partying and howling at the fucking moon. You got to be able to do both. If you cannot chameleon this motherfucker, I don't want you. I do not want you. Like, it, it, I, I played with Tim Tebow, and Tim was difficult to, like, kind of maneuver around because everything's centered back to one thing, and everyone knows what that is. And if you weren't part of that group, it was almost like, yeah, you're part of the team, but you're part of the team, but, and that shit don't work with me. That isolates people. So not everybody thinks like you, not everybody's an evangelical fucking psychopath. I'm a godless heathen atheist. Deal with it. Everybody that don't like it like that. That's kind of my point is not everybody in this melting pot has to fucking think like you. Right. Right. Uh, I, I hear y'all listen. I'm not arguing anything about the mental toughness. When me, when me and JB had the original discussion, the original conversation, the way I made my list was based upon the physical toughness of the position itself. Well, isn't isn't like isn't football? I mean, yeah, physical toughness is important. But in my opinion, when I hear toughness in football, all I can think about is the mental. Because it's so everybody's in shape retrospectively everybody lifts as you get older 
and you get into real college and pro football environments and there's no fucking scrubs out there. Like, right. I love it when I'm, when I hear people talk about like guys that get cut in the NFL and they're like, Oh, he's terrible. And I'm like, that's a bad motherfucker right there. That is one of the baddest motherfuckers that's ever walked playing football. You just don't know. Cause you're a fucking idiot fan and you right. think the guys aren't good. So like there's no scrubs when it comes down to it in my opinion it is all mental toughness the ability to get out of bed go do your job every day at this this with the same physical output is really hard to do mentally in my opinion because most people and you guys know this most people will find any excuse especially these days not to do the work but they love hanging their fucking hat on the hook that says college football player or NFL football player underneath it it should say not for long because if you keep acting I I say this to guys all the time and this is something I've talked to coach to coach about constantly is I'm getting burned out with what I do because I'm constantly trying to fucking motivate people who are committed to colleges and pros like if I've got to constantly motivate you and try and be like where are you why aren't you here What's more important than you getting ready for college football or your high school season? Or what's more important than getting ready for your opportunity when they call you for a workout? Like there's many NFL guys that I've worked with in the past that are like feeling sorry for themselves right now rather than getting down and because they're not signed. So, Mm. you know, I also feel like there's a lot of people that have really, really hard times with honesty. And if you like a lot of these athletes these days, something I'm glad I never had and never experienced personally. I could always take the coaching and the, even if it's super negative, I would never use it against myself. I would always try and get better. But now if I'm honest with a guy and I'm like, Hey, you're not doing everything that you did to get to the spot you're at now. You're kind of floating. They take it personal. Like I'm attacking them. Uh Like dog, you hired me to help you. It's, it's my job to point these things out if they're happening. How are you going to get mad at me for doing my fucking job? I can't be the answer to your problems and the problem. It doesn't work like that. I can't be the guy that's helped you achieve all this shit. And then the minute you get it, all of a sudden you change. That's how you don't keep it. You can't change into a different cat. You got all of it because of who you were and the work ethic you put in. Don't get there and change get there and double down and fucking push harder and you'll wake up at 35 years old really retired yeah i don't get it dog that's why i'm not doing it i I commend you tremendously for what you've been doing i know you're getting to that point Uh, i'm tired of trying this is what i'm tired of mainly i am tired of fucking constantly having to tell somebody that doesn't know shit about this business that i know what i'm talking about Right. Yeah. Like, I don't walk into a doctor's office and question your diploma. I just, I, I walk into the doctor and it says doctor. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing. Obviously, I'm not a fucking doctor. I don't walk into the dentist and tell them how to fix my tooth. I just let him do his fucking job. So, it's right. sports specifically, every fucking dad out there that was a backup tackle in high school, they, for some reason, they think they know more than I do. And so, why the fuck did you hire me in the first place? Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's bad right now. I'm telling you, helicopter parents are fucking. Oh, fucking terrible. They're killing coaches like you and I. They're killing the 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 guy that's going to really help your son uh, well, go. Do you understand how like stressed out the coaches are too, coach? I know you know this because you talk to them all. But I'm not going to say names. But there's, I'd say probably thirty plus 
Division One Power Five head co- coaches and head coaches that have sat in my office or on the phone have told me verbatim, I cannot wait to retire. I can't put up with these kids anymore. The parents are awful. NIL and like the ability to just move wherever you want with no representation. They don't care if you move. They care if there's not an adult talking to you on the other end. Because now all these kids are making all these decisions based on their emotions rather than having an agent and a money manager and all these people behind them that can actually make a, an adult decision like they do in the NFL. So the coaches are just fed up with all the childish fucking runaround and, and like trying to deal with college football players and elite high school players like wearing fucking seventh grade Pop Warner. That's how I feel right now. So, Hey, I, I've been told, Matt, by some big-time head coaches, I would work at fucking Walmart today. Uh, if they paid me, Monday. If they yeah, paid me the same money, right? If they paid me that money that I make here, I would work at Walmart tomorrow. I mean, they're, they're, they're tired of it, and I don't, I don't blame them. I, I, at some point, the salary, at, the bullshit outweighs the money. And uh, you yes. can love football all you want. But I, there's times where I don't feel like I'm coaching. I feel like I'm babysitting. And hey, Pete Carroll broke it down years ago. We used to do this thing. I took it from Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll would bring the wives in uh, every single summer before camp. He'd bring the wives in. The wives would separate and do a wives type of clinic, and they would get together to find out why these men spend 20-hour days in an office chasing around kids and helping them become men which I don't know if we do that as much as we used to do, but it was a great like deal. It was a great icebreaker, team builder, a whole thing. The, the, the husbands got to go. They talked football in life. The women talked football. They had food in between. They ate together. They broke back up. It was a whole day thing. So I started doing it with the wives to understand that I'm going to have your husband with me for fucking 20 hours a day. I don't want to hear you no more. I fed you. We had a good little break of bread, blah, blah, blah. Um, Pete Carroll broke it down best, Matt. Even though I can, I make $4 million at the time at SC was big money back in the early 2000s, that's pennies on the dollar because of the hours we put in versus the drama that we deal with. It's fucking pennies on the, do- on the hour. And it's like, damn, it really was a cold breakdown. Um, I got to ask you two things before you get out of here. Dalvin Cook, Kareem Hunt, um, and Zeke Elliott. Where do they go? Why haven't they been picked up? And where do you like to see them? All right. So I think Zeke hasn't been picked up because he's fat and slow and shitty. Um, and I, I agree. <laughs> I mean, let's be real, dog. Zeke, Zeke is the most overhyped running back in football. He's a fat piece of shit. He wears an, a beach towel as a fucking regular towel on his belt to tell you all you need to know about that fat, slow piece of shit. All right. So he's gone. Uh, I wouldn't want him on my team if he paid me. Like, you couldn't David Justice this motherfucker to us. Hey, so Matt, right now, real quick to cut you off. If I said, Matt, (laughs) you're picking Zeke or Leonard Fournette, who do you take? Fournette, for sure. All right, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. And then with Kareem Hunt, I think Kareem will get signed sooner than later. He's a pretty explosive young cat. I don't know where he's going to end up, but he'll help somebody. Um and then Dal- I think Dalvin Cook is doing this because he can. He's been playing forever. He's probably been smart with his money. He doesn't want to go to training camp. I think Minnesota is ridiculous for re- letting him go. I mean, they didn't need to do that. They just did it. They like the guy behind him more. They'll find out midseason that they fucked up. 
I would love to see Dalvin Cook in Denver, honestly. Uh, or I'd like to see the Broncos go out and maybe try and trade for a Saquon or one of these guys that are disgruntled and pay them. So, you know, the the, Pen- the Walter Penner group, and I don't know if a lot of people know this about the salary cap, but you can pay guys up front that doesn't affect your salary cap. So if you have a ton of money and you're flush, you can signing bonus Saquon Barkley and pay him enough money to be under the salary cap and he gets all of it up front. You can go give him $50 million up front that doesn't affect the salary cap mm. because you have the cash flow and then sign into a deal that is lucrative or, or conducive towards the Broncos being able to field a team. So all that said, I, I, if Dalvin doesn't end up in Denver and you don't have the Javante Williams, Dalvin Cook one-two punch, I, I think that going after one of those guys might be smart. But I'd love to see Dalvin in Denver. Um, I think Sean Payton's really good when he has two elite backs that he can like cross-feature, a guy that can pound the fucking rock and a guy who can get out on the corner and catch the ball and run those – those X, Y, Z reverses and maybe run some wildcat. You know, Sean Payton had Tyson Hill in in New Orleans for so long. They don't have a guy like that in Denver at the moment on the roster. So it it may allow them the flexibility to put Dalvin Cook at the wildcat quarterback and Javante next to him and run somebody by. Uh, I I played for that Dolphin team that invented that. uh, And, you know, sitting in those meetings and talking about, you know, how the defense is going to deal with Patrick Cobbs, Ricky Williams, and Ronnie Brown all on the same fucking play, and we're running 11 on 11. It was a matchup nightmare for everybody but the Ravens. When the Ravens played us, they figured it out really quick and beat the fuck out of us. Um, but it's, you know, it's it's something that these running backs, man, back full circle of what we were talking about, it's, you know, the, the, the young man you had on before, Roundtree, hell of a player, right, went to Alabama? Uh, Missouri. Missouri, a uh, hell of a player, but I mean, trying to tell your kid what he's going to play. Good luck. Um, I just, you know, running backs, I don't know. And let's be real. I don't know a lot of pure running backs that could play receiver. No, they're not. They're not. Well, I, I think there's a lot of receivers that might be able to go play running back, but I don't, it's like the offense defensive line thing. I don't know a whole lot of offensive linemen that could go play defensive line, but I know a ton of defensive linemen that could go play offensive line. So exactly. I just I think that there's a misconception that somehow receiver's easy. Like it, you're going to tell me that Tony Pollard's going to go play X receiver for 70 snaps. I mean, fuck that. Yeah. No, it's yeah. crazy, Matt. Before you leave, man, I appreciate you coming on. I got to ask you. Uh, we're, we're actually getting graphics and shit made for Big Matt segments on here. He's, we're going to have like this big oh. pop the fucking noisy fucking Big Matt yelling right. at somebody. Um, let me ask you. Uh, <laughs> Find a sponsor and we'll be fucking rolling. Come on now. Come on now. You talking my language, Matt. Hey, Matt, top five most valuable positions not named quarterback in the NFL right now. Big Matt McChesney's top five. Start at five and work your way to number one. Who is the most valuable position in the NFL other than QB? Let's take QB out of the equation. I'm going to go five, middle linebacker, four, uh, like, elite starting fucking big time receiver, you know, number one, three corner, two pass rusher, one left tackle. Uh, I like All right, that. Big All right, Big Smitty. Let's hear you heard an OG. Let's hear yours. All right. I'm going to go five to one. So we agree with the, with the fifth spot. I'm going to go middle backer. It's the, it's the quarterback of, of the defense. Number four in today's game. I'm going wide out. 
I yep. think wide out has became very important in today's game. Obviously, number three, I'm going to go tight end. Kind of for similar reasons as wide receiver. I see a lot of tight ends being more important on teams. A lot just Travis Kelsey's more important than the wideouts on, on his own team. Number two, I'm going left tackle. Number one, I'm a little biased. I'm going pass rusher. So D lineman, but more specifically pass rusher. The quarterback is the most important position. So to me, the next best thing is the, the position that's going after the quarterback. So I'm putting pass rusher at number one. Yeah. Um, here's the deal. I didn't see running back on either of your list. Well, it, look, it's an important position, but I know, but it's just to my point, like running backs are becoming obsolete bro, real quickly here. Um, that, that's true, but a really good one. We'll yeah, see, yeah, we'll change. No doubt. I, I, I'm just, I only say that, Matt, because you see working with these fucks every day, like you're seeing the trend of, of a cat that's in the NFL right now. You just mentioned saying that my son will never play my position. Never. <laughs> And then not only that, he's like saying he couldn't handle it. Like (laughs) you're just telling your kid he can't handle the shit. Like that's that's that ain't me what I'm doing with mine. I'm telling him he can do everything all day. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just saying, like the world's always gonna tell him what he can't do. He's gonna be there anymore. It's gonna be seven on seven. Let's throw the ball over the park and let's get rid of this position. Like, man, I I was talking yesterday to a buddy of mine that's coaching the NFL right now, uh, for the Titans. He's like, JB, what would be the first drill you implement if you coach again? He goes, I, I want to give you what I think. And I go, tell me what you think. Nine on seven. I go, oh, fucking right. Yeah. Nine on seven, motherfucker. We don't even see it no more. I don't even see coaches do nine on seven. They don't do it anymore. I, I think that the NFL is going to revert back, though. I think that slowly but surely it's going to full turn back to fullbacks multiple times. It already has in some places. I mean, San Francisco is far, far from soft in their running game. So I think that in a league where everybody's so focused on rushing the passer, you don't get a lot of really good run defensive linemen. And you can take advantage of that shit quick if everybody's trying to fucking assault gaps. We can mm. really fuck you up defensively if you don't honor your key and play the run. Like the, the term earning the right to rush the passer has kind of died in the NFL. Now it's like, Rush the passer, play the run on the way to the quarterback, and I'm like, whoa! Right, that that term is crazy to me. I'm like, yeah, hell no. It's like philosophy, though, Matt. If if Matt (laughs) McChesney's coaching O line, I'm pretty positive you got these fuckers in a three point stance, spit and dip out on hands of the floor technique. If if we're in a tempo style, we're in two point. It's all philosophy, right? Uh, you can't get out and get. To, we can't. We can't fucking tray or deuce anybody in a two point. That's that nasty old line, Alex Gibbs philosophy. Now we got guys in two points talking about. All right, we, we're gonna RPO you. We're gonna fucking. I mean, it's just so many other philosophies now, and it's become. I, I don't know. Every time I'd go inside run, Matt, I'd put them in a three point just for shits and giggles. Everybody's in a three point. Build the mentality. Like I want, I want my guys in a three point constantly, especially first down. I mean, I look this like I love this one. They're gonna know what we're doing. So fucking what? I don't give a fuck if they know what we're doing. We're gonna do hey. it better, and we're gonna move this motherfucker, and we're getting five. Period. I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna guess right that I know what you're doing in a two point before a fucking three point. That's what I'm saying. But even out of a two point, if you're a good player, you can fucking move somebody. Like. Yeah. The, your hips, your footwork and your hips move players. 
Your hands are there to torque guys and throw them on the ground. Your your arms are as an offensive lineman. Your hands and your arms are simply there to just to, to to show length and keep a guy off of you. If you're trying to maul people with your upper body, you're a holder. Period. You got to win with your feet and your hips. I agree with Matt Big Smitty on my top five. Uh, not all of it, but. The number one, and I won't dive into all of them. We'll go into that later. But number one has to be the left tackle. He's protecting the most important, expensive piece of equipment in the world, and that's the quarterback. So he's got to be number one other than a quarterback left tackle. That's why he's the second highest paid guy. Uh, I got D lineman. Uh, a three tech or a shade uh, that gets to the quarterback has to be number two. Um, I would, I would, it's crazy, but I would probably put the difference making tight end at three and, and, uh, because it's hard, man. It's a mismatch. Kelsey's a nightmare. You don't really, you, you, they just won a Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill with Travis Kelsey because he was a mismatch nightmare on every single defender out there. Um, I'm going to have corner at four, lockdown corner and good D linemen are a successful fucking recipe to win football games. A lot of them. And then uh, I'm gonna probably at the I'm probably gonna have a, a a a freakish pass rushing type of Miles or somebody like that that's just a freak that can get up the field and drop and play fire zone and get into pass coverage and do those fucking things that Matt just talked about that we hate uh, passer but now we're dropping into coverage and shit and you got to have that hybrid guy now that's who's getting paid Matt it's always a great huh. All true. Yeah. Hey, it's always great to have you on, man. I hope it uh, you, you come to whatever you want to do. Uh, I know we'll talk more, but we're growing this shit. I want you to be a part of it. Hopefully we can. We get this thing blown up. If you if you stop doing what you're doing or you keep doing what you're doing, nobody's going to judge you because I've been there, done that. Um, so keep grinding, man. I'll see you uh, hopefully Friday. Yeah, you know, and hey, everybody go check out 60equipment.com. I know Coach has got the video. Uh, we just sold a bunch of body bags to Purdue. Uh, we got a bunch of high schools in Denver buy them over the last week. I got a phone calls with Oklahoma and Oklahoma State and Michigan today. Uh, so pretty excited about that. The body bag is pretty unique and, and pretty crazy. So check it out, uh, 60equipment.com. Use the promo code uh, McChesney for a discount. So go check it out, everybody. It's on the ticker, ticking below on the bottom right here. And, and Venable just hit me up, said he's going to buy one. Hey, nice. I'm actually talking to Brutenbar right now, so awesome. Hey, man, much love, brother. I'll see you uh, Friday. Peace. Peace. Um, oops. Um, right, crazy, we, got, we got we got a, we got an hour and twenty minutes still left, dog. It's, it feels like we've been usually the shows go by fast today. They're going by slow. They finally picking up later in numbers. We've been slow Wednesdays, man. Slow days. Come on, get over the hump, man. Wake the fuck up. Yeah, everybody be chilling in the middle of the week. People be chilling. They be yeah, laying I down. Slept, I ain't slept big city in two days. I had my whole house flooded. Listen, man. I, I listen. A person like me, I need a few hours of sleep. I don't need. I don't need a lot of sleep. Give me four hours of sleep. That's all. That's all I'm on right now. I was up for nineteen. I was up for twenty hours uh, yesterday. Got quick four hours of sleep. Now I'm back to it. You know what I mean? JB, Hold on, somebody saying something during the halftime show. Chuck Downfield shares some wisdom from his playing days. You know what my old coach used to say to us kids? Take your fucking ass home, man! Ain't nobody sucking your dick! Shut the fuck up, man! Take your ass home! Um, somebody told me 
Uh, anyway, um, hey, I got to take a piss and give me some coffee because we got a lot to talk about. I got some. I got some Tupac news. What? Don't tell me that, JV. You can't. They, investigate, they investigating Tupac again. That's what I heard. And I heard you got some exclusive news that you're going to let off your chest when we come back, JB. Hey, perception is reality. I'm going to break this Tupac thing down with some cold game. Uh, but you scared. I don't think you're ready for that. <laughs> you know I ain't never scared. You know I ain't never scared, man. I'm going to go over here give me a cliff bar, give me something to eat, take a piss. And I'm going to be back in a couple minutes, man. I'll be back in four minutes. I don't believe Patrick Mahomes carried them down the field to win the game. A fucking punt return. A punt return went 65 yards, homie. We were down by 10 at halftime, bro. I'm tired of you disrespecting this guy. He's got, oh, a, he's got another MVP. He's not going to be talked about. Hold he's on. The punt return didn't put him in field position. Hold on, though. Did the punt return put them down there or not? Oh, God. So a good special teams play. So they returned a touchdown I mean, for, on defense, too. Why aren't you talking about that? I did already. That's what I'm talking. That's even helping my case. Yeah, that what do you mean? It's away from Mahomes' greatness because he well, had I, guys step up. Wait up, dog. You played football like I did. So a fucking defensive touchdown doesn't help the quarterback? Of course it helps him, but that takes I away know, from it helps him in a lot of different ways. Like, I don't got to go the whole fucking team. That, does, that helps Mahomes. Exactly. Only, huh? exactly. But how are you saying that's all Mahomes that scored those points? I didn't say it was. I said he led the comeback. I, he he did. didn't the comeback, though. The fucking he's defensive the touchdown did. What do you mean? He's the quarterback of the team that led the comeback. Yes, Look, yes. This, is, this is what I'm going to say about it. Quarterbacks fucking lead comebacks. You just don't like the guy, so you're just always fucking I, 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 But that's not the – that's a fault. That is a that is not correct either. I never said I never liked him. I, I, I've only said I've liked Mahomes on this show. I just said – I don't believe he's what everyone says he is. And last yes, night, yes. proved it again. I don't want to hear about the you hobble. You play in this league. You know this hobble ankle bullshit is a narrative. You play in the game, you stay in the game. I don't want to hear about your ankle. Jack Young will play the broken he fucking He didn't stay in the fucking game. He didn't leave. Exactly my point. That's what I'm saying. I don't want to hear the common denominator factor on Twitter that, hey, JB, he played and didn't miss a game. Oh no shit! That's his job. That's what he's supposed to do. What do you mean? He, a lot of people would not play hurt. He played hurt. I I understand that. That's but I'm saying if you get into the game and decide to play, then you should stay. That's what he did. So to me, that's what quarterbacks are supposed to do. Like he's and not he, doing something he led, that he led the comeback. That's what quarterbacks do. They lead comebacks. All right. So. so so, so Tony led the comeback. Who? The guy who returned the fucking punt. He led the comeback, or Kelsey led the comeback. Or how about Andrew Wiley? Could he have led the comeback? The punt return put him in his position to win the game. What do you mean? I'm just saying Mahomes led the fucking comeback as the quarterback. Did well, he? He's the quarterback. What do you mean? It, it well, that's what the fuck I'm saying. That's what I said eight motherfucking times that he led the comeback, and you so told me he did it. Well, did he or fucking didn't he? And no, no, he didn't. What do you mean? He's the quarterback. What do you mean? He it doesn't matter. He, didn't, the he didn't lead a comeback yesterday. That's what you're telling me. Yes, he's the quarterback. Of course, he's led okay, the comeback. Cool. That's all okay, I said. So, so if, if if you were the quarterback, you would have been the leader of the comeback too. Yes. Quarterbacks lead comebacks. Quarterback, as you it know. Shit. It doesn't so matter who you're talking about. I'm saying. 
So that's what I mean. It doesn't matter who was there. The fact that that's what he did. Because of the punt return, though. <laughs> the punt returns in the fourth quarter. He started the comeback at halftime. Well, yeah, they were down 10 points. So, so they had a big play on special teams, and somehow that takes away from Mahomes' greatness and leading the comeback? What I mean, the where is the greatness at? He threw for 180 fucking yards, homie. Let's not yeah. act like he's throwing for 500 yards in Super Bowls, bro. No, he, he threw for he, 180 he, yards and three touchdowns under 15 yards. You're you're killing me. With Come on, man. You guys are on something no, else. You're, you have accepted the like, that's what it is, homie. He doesn't throw for 400 yards and eight touchdowns and no fuck-ups, and he's a fuck. No, he doesn't. I don't need. I don't think you need to throw for 400 yards, but goddamn, homie, can we can we see some real quarterback play? Right fucking back at you. Goddamn, can you respect any greatness fucking ever, or are you just the ultimate fucking hater? It ain't, how is it hate if it's true? Bro, it's not true. <laughs> he had a, how is it true? How is it hate? another comeback. Another We're going to see. Another MVP. You're wrong, bro. Dog, he, of course he is. Who else is going to get it? We're in the fucking mediocre. The quarterback play in the NFL is fucking atrocious. Oh, my Period. God. Fucking so, so Jalen Hurst didn't ball the fuck out last night? Hey, ball three rushing touchdowns. He throws for 300. Fucking deal how he scores. Okay, he. I just said three rushing touchdowns, three hundred yards. I said he balled out. So again, who cares how he scored? It, it's a good thing. I, I didn't say that. I just said I'm giving you the stat line. I didn't say he balled out. He threw for three hundred yards and he ran for three three touchdowns. And nothing last night looked mediocre other than the refs. Everything was on par. Both coaching staffs balled the fuck out. Both fucking both uh, other right, than pass rushing. Let's, let's, pass rushing, both defenses held on to their ass pretty much the whole game. That's it. Everybody else balled. So here's my top five fucking of all time. Tony Gonzalez is the premier tight end in my generation not only did we play against each other in high school growing up together his old his older brother was actually one of my juco tight ends his name is chris gonzalez by the way went to huntington beach high school grew up all right all right all right i'm back i'm back in the building like hove like they say ho is jay-z top five dead or alive i don't think so not even close i think he's overrated i like jay-z i think he's overrated I, think, I, I like Jay-Z, but I think he's overrated. JB, I, I got a little hungry. I made me a little peanut butter and jelly sounds real quick. You always the last one. You So you come late and leave early. That's the worst type of cat. You ever heard of that cat? Mm, usually, that's the best player on the team, too, JB. It's a superstar on the team. That guy that you want to let go, but you can't. So I'll be him today. Mm, hey. I, I love JB, hold on. Wait up, that's peanut butter and jelly? Strawberry jelly with peanut butter. Ain't nothing like a good peanut butter and jelly sandwich, JB. I'm telling you. I don't do bread. I don't do bread no more. Bread is the devil. Hold on. So, bread is the devil. But and it's bread, soft. And it's soft. <laughs> bread, it is soft. It's good as hell. Bread is soft and good. So, listen, y'all. JB, he don't sleep. He don't, um, he don't shit or piss. He don't eat bread. 
Um, he doesn't get his nipples played with or sucked on. He loves getting his ass ate. I'm just taking mental notes of like who you are as a man. I'm trying to learn you more, see what you like, what you don't like, what's soft, what isn't soft. So I'm just learning. I'm, I'm, I'm just learning you right now, JB. I'm learning you. Um, mm. man, oh man, but hold on, man. You left us with a with a crazy cliffhanger before you left about this Tupac news, man. We got we got to dive into the. I saw a post online about some investigation into his murder. You know, out in Vegas and. Yeah, you see right here that Las Vegas Metro Police searched a home on Monday as part of an ongoing investigation into the death of Tupac. He died in, what, 96? It's 2023. What's really going on here? Why are they still investigating it? I, 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 I saw this. I was confused. I don't know what's going on. Home okay. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure something out, and I got to put this in perspective that I haven't heard or nobody's talked about yet. But, like, why is the White House investigation over and done with finding cocaine on the most secure building on the planet Earth? And that's just dead and buried. It's over. Nobody had the cocaine. It's nobody's. It's not Hunter Biden. It's not Biden. No fingerprints on it. The I guess the fairy godmother dropped it off. I don't know. But we're back investigating Tupac. <laughs> Crazy, right? Crazy. I, I, I thought they'd been done with the Tupac. I thought they didn't hey, I'm not a Trump guy like that. Uh, I'm definitely not a Biden guy like that. Uh, I think we need a 40-year-old president, not a fucking 95-year-old cadaver president. I don't care what he is, red, white, blue, green, yes, right, fucking whatever you want to call him. But goddamn, they're bringing up more shit on Trump. So, like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, it just blows my mind. It tells me that there's something bigger coming down the pipe and this all bullshit to get get us off the focus of what's really happening. Like Matt mentioned, the NFL's doing with these small takes on this running back position deal that's making so much news. Um, same yeah, thing. Wow. This is all the same shit. The Tupac thing is this. My good friend I was just at a funeral with last week uh, was a Compton sheriff. Compton sheriff, if you don't know the real story, is has a lot of – there's a lot of uh, – Back story behind the Tupac murder or not murder, whatever you want to call it, a conspiracy. But the Compton Sheriff Department had a crew of cats who were paid by one side, Suge Knight, on the other side, um, a higher up authority. Let's just say that. Mm. So Compton Sheriff had a big time. Um, crooked ass crew that used to run a lot of do a lot of dirty work for a lot of these movers and shakers they also contribute them to the biggie smalls murder just not too far much later uh right here in la so there's a lot of things to it now i talked to him yesterday he's got a lot of insight he was on this task force back in the day investigating this tupac thing and used to be one of tupac and suge's bodyguards he said that this is just another money grab 
um, to get some money because they're trying to prove and show Tupac's body in full, which they really never have. Have you ever really seen his body? Nope, never. Never showed it. Uh, it's funny. They never really showed his body. You saw like pieces of it. They, they tried to show the tattoos and people are like, is that really him? Why didn't you show Tupac's body? Mm. Like the mama came out and said some shit and then, oh, was he cremated or not? Like I, I never heard that. You didn't know if oh, the mama came out later. Then they made some movies and they made new songs. They're saying that it's a money grab to to, to to exploit some type of visual that they're about to drop. Now, if they remember they came out with the hologram? Yeah, that was years ago. Uh, I think, yeah, he performed on stage. The hologram performed on stage. That was back in, what, 20... Remember the hologram? 13? How long ago was that? That was like about 10 years ago, right? Eight, at least eight to 10 years. That was about 20 years ago. Was it twenty? It wasn't twenty. Was it twenty? No, I wasn't nine. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't on twenty. That was like, I want to say that was like ninety-eight or two thousand. The hologram of Tupac on stage performing? Nah, because I it wasn't because I, I I visually like remember watching. It. I feel like I was a teenager. Unless no, they did it I, twice. I'm just saying they're bringing up this Tupac investigation because Suge Knight and a lot of these other cats have come out in recent his time and said. Is Tupac dead? Uh, well, boom, boom, boom. If you heard the Suge Knight take, have you heard Suge Knight talk about it? He kind of alludes to he's not dead. He kind of alludes to, I don't know who shot him and blah, blah, blah. Well, I was with the guy who two, who Suge ran over two weeks ago, Clee Stone, who's in the great movie Training Day. He's the blood that took Denzel into the jungles. He's actually from the Nickerson Gardens, Verbum Day legend. Um, was at the funeral, actually. Um, that's who Suge ran over. That's why Suge's in jail, by the way. Oh, so, I didn't know that was him. Okay. I yeah, that's yeah, that's Clee. So we were with him last week at the funeral at Verb. But uh, he's saying that Suge's come out with all these uh, this news, and now they're bringing out some more news onto this Tupac thing. And the person who apparently pulled the trigger, per Suge, per these other people, this Compton Sheriff individual, um, is the house they invaded and, and, and the house they went through. And this guy apparently says he wasn't even in the country. And now his home is being invaded 30, 27 years later. That's wild. Like, what, what are they planning on finding anyway? You know what I'm saying? At this point, it's been almost 30 years. What, what that, type of evidence? Why would they investigate you and try to shut you up right now if something wasn't about to drop or something, some type of news-breaking shit wasn't about to go down? Right. I don't know what that is. I don't have news on that. I don't think anybody knows. I think the truth is, though, something's been told, and now they're trying to shut that shit up before something happens. Somebody knows something that could, that could cause... A larger issue, and why would you bring this up right now? I don't get it. You know, I, I ain't gonna lie, it felt hella random when I first saw. It. I'm just scrolling on Instagram, and they're like, Yeah, the investigation into Tupac. I'm like, What investigation? I'm like, It's 2023, it's been literally down there 30 years. Why are we even still looking into it? You, you, you didn't find enough evidence, or whatever, or, or whatever the case may be. It, it's moved on. He's not, he's not around no more, right? Like, why are we trying to oh, dive into it? Is Tupac dead or alive? Man, I used to dive into this so much when I was younger, JB, and like watching the videos on YouTube, you know, some of the conspiracies. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think he's dead, 
But like, there's a small piece of me to be like, man, this, you think about him even calling, you know, calling himself like Machiavelli. If you do the history of that, Prince Machiavelli was a prince who faked his death. And you know, you know, my top five entertainers, top, Pac was about to be, he's like, well, was number seven. Mm, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, if he was alive in this day and age with cell phones, we would have saw him. Yeah, that's true. There's no way, unless, unless he got plastic surgery and changed yeah, his face. I don't hear. He's in Cuba, and he's in the, you act like Cuba is a fucking, <laughs> Somewhere no one's ever been. Like, motherfucker, it ain't goddamn, uh, it ain't fucking Atlantis. Motherfucker, he, Cuba people go to. Like, I just fucked fuck with a bitch from Cuba last night. Like, stop. Nobody's yeah. seen him. He's yeah, just hidden motherfucker of all time. Tupac is the greatest hide-and-seek motherfucker in Naptown's history. Because that's what they play in Naptown, hide-and-seek. <laughs> um, as will be played that is will be played yeah, Pac was from Compton the motherfucker played the hide and go get it and somebody would have found his ass I hear you I hear you JB I mean look hey Tom will tell I think he's gone but it's a crazy ass world man I've been nothing will surprise me or shock me in today's world but he did call Machiavelli look up Prince Machiavelli y'all the man faked his death that's yeah, all yeah, I'm saying yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah let me ask you he was an entertainer extraordinaire, by the way. So, um, no tattoos on Juice. He was an African Bombada dancer. We've had this conversation. He has he had no gangster in him. He was if you if you know about East Coast versus West Coast, East Coast kind of uses the term thug. West Coast uses the term gangbanger, gangster. Uh, two different ideologies and mentalities, similar results, um, but. He was definitely not that guy. He was an actor and an entertainer. Tattoos made him who he is today. And then he started throwing a little sag on his drip. Tattoo, Suge Knight, death row. He becomes gangbang central. It's just what it is. That's the entertainment. Um, mm. That's real. That's real, man. We, we shall see. But now I want to move on, man. There was a... Uh, Another topic, me and you, you know, we're kind of sitting back and forth to each other yesterday. I, I, I'm seeing if we got it here below, but a school has some black turf, JB. Some black, a new field got installed, and it was, uh, there we go, Division Three, uh, Mooresville, SUNY Mooresville just finished installing black turf in this football stadium. From a look standpoint, because I'm going to jump in real quick first, but I definitely want to hear JB's coaching perspective and his standpoint on here. From a look standpoint, yeah, it looks dope. From a look standpoint, black, got the red, white trim. All right, cool. But for those of you who have played football and have played on turf, specifically during the summertime, summer camp, early fall, turf gets hot as hell. Now I'm talking about this regular, you know, green turf, whatever. This black turf, this black turf is going to feel like, Fucking hell. Yeah, Chris, black hey, on black hey, on black. Chris trying, to, Chris trying to dive into my mentals right now, dog. I don't even want to go into this. I don't want to get it. I don't want to say nothing to get his fucking shadow banned. But I'm just I'm saying, good. if I'm coaching and this is field is in Compton or D.C. or fucking Mississippi, we got a problem. I ain't trying to coach these motherfucking all black field in 110 degrees. What Our uniforms better be bright white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just That's saying, homie, we better have some bright white uniform. 
that field looks miserable. It looks hard to referee. It looks hard to see. It looks hard to see across the for the field to the opposite hash. I to, it looks bad. The optics are bad. I, here's the thing. I, I want to know what that field's going to be the next. What's the term? Killer, I guess. Here's why I say that. Mm. If not, some people may know in the chat. I'm sure some you may know or you may not know, Smitty. But do you know what Boise State's field is known for? What I mean, the blue, the blue turf, but like not beyond that, what? What's it known for? You know, I don't. It is the product of more deaths every single spring to birds. Mm, I had no idea. To birds. Geese, geese, pigeons, other types of birds, even duck, dive 100 miles an hour thinking it's the water. And they, mm. they break their neck and they die. Uh, at all time rate birds don't land on it birds die on it because they break their necks head first going straight in thinking it's water i don't know what the next black field's gonna do uh what the fuck's that gonna attract i have no idea maybe nothing hopefully nothing but maybe maybe some bats or some shit uh, you know it might be I just think it's the dumbest thing ever. I just heard of another guy I was talking to yesterday when somebody on Twitter was talking about they're trying to get a gold field. Yeah. I, I've seen the red field. Uh, somebody like what Miami of Ohio or somebody? Somebody has a red field. Uh, um, so Eastern Michigan had when I played in the MAC, they they have like a great a great field, a great turf. Yep, and I played on that. It was interesting. It was all right. I mean, it, it looked decent, but it wasn't like that hot. At least when we played them, no. You know, obviously Midwest. You know, it's it, it's a little hot that first month, and then they kind of cool Washington. down. Eastern Washington's red, I think. Eastern Washington's red. Yep, Eastern Washington's red. There's um, some other ones too. I think Hofstra would have turned, or I think, or or not Hofstra. One of those back east, I know it turned. I I don't know. I'm not with the color field, dog. I think it's fucking dumb. When I was a kid, I'm not gonna lie. Like, but like when I was really learning college football and becoming just a fan of it as a kid, I used to love Boise's field. I thought it was the dopest shit ever. Just seeing a blue blue turf, I, I was so fascinated behind just seeing that one because everybody else just had a regular either grass or just traditional green turf. So they just stood out. And at the time, Boise was actually pretty good too. Uh, so it was like they're good. They got the blue turf. I'm like, oh, I want to go to Boise. You know what I'm saying? But as I got older and actually started to play, I'm like, man, that turf gets it gets so damn hot. This this the regular turf, you know. I remember it's summer Central days. Arkansas's purple, I think, or something. Oh, Central, yeah, yeah, yeah. Central Arkansas oh, is definitely yeah. a color. It's fucking it. It's starting to get stupid. Um, we gotta get football season back, so we're not talking about fucking black fields and fucking dumb shit. Um, <laughs> making you mad. <laughs> like, well, go ahead. I, I was like, let's jump into. I, I believe we got, got got a little bit of. White people shit, black people shit that that we can we can jump into here, man. And uh, we gotta start off with this woman kissing the damn horse. What's wrong with y'all, JB? Pull it up. This is mine right here. I had to sit this thing. It's like a best friend, but more. It's the one person. This is my video that I sent to Ethan because I thought that was something that all the white folks needed to see. Um, I think you would do this though. Cool. I, I think Big Smitty would do something like this. 
I wouldn't do that with your mouth. Wouldn't do that with your lips. You tripping. The per you know the person who would do that is whoever the mystery, the mysterious girl that eats your ass. Whoever that person is, we none of us know. Whoever that person is, that's the person who would tongue kiss and make up with a horse. Girl, you better use girls. Oh, <laughs> it ain't just one. It ain't just one. You got uh, multiples. Uh, you got multiple women out there doing it. Exactly. So you gotta you better be careful who y'all out here tongue kissing. <laughs> oh my god, JB having a, a, a threesome with two on me and his ass at the same time. Uh, moving on, man. <laughs> you crazy as hell. Moving on, can we showcase the sugar mama? I'm gonna call this some black people shit right here. Show them the sugar mama video. And I'm 21. I'm trying to find like a sugar mama. I just got like sugar mama vibes from you. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's hilarious. I'm usually free on the weekends. I'm kind of controlling. You. We can work through that. What kind of demands do you have? <laughs> I don't even know what to say right now. It's funny that you say that because I'm like getting older. And like mm. my daughter just turned 18. I've had two boyfriends for 20 years. Really? And they paid me. Well, one paid me, one stole me. So this is actually my first month of not being paid. So maybe um, it's time for it, you it, to reverse the role. That's why it's funny to me because really? I'm shopping too. I'm not that expensive. Well, <laughs> you're not that expensive. I'm that's not. Why I say. You sound like me. My friends would like have a heyday with you right now. How about you take down my number, you tell all your friends about me, and once I get one of your friends to become my sugar mama, I'll give you a percentage. I like that. That sound good? Mm -hmm. Let's do that. I'm ready to do it. Mm -hmm. I like that percentage idea. Hey. Man, oh man. It's a lot, it's a lot going on in that video, JB. First of all, why hey. why do why do why do why do white women like just tell you so much information when you first meet them? Like she giving you all the tea. Set up. This guy's sitting, sit, sucking out a fucking lollipop like a three year old. What the fuck's going on here? You think that old? We think that woman and, and that and that young man are just friends? Like I don't know. It might be. I think it's real. I ain't gonna lie to you. Nah, that kid ain't coming up with a lollipop. Nobody's tripping on that, huh? Um, I had a very interesting conversation last night, dog. And I have to, I have to, we've already had this discussion. We've talked about this. Bring it back up. Bring it back up. I don't know why it's so hard to figure this out. Cause we, tomorrow, Jeff Nadu, Lisa Ann, I'm asking this question tomorrow. And we had a full blown, not an argument, cause it's, it was all right. We were, whatever, we were chilling. Here the, here, the, here, the, here the thing is, though. That'd be funny. There's different cultures, I think, that answer this question differently. So based on this question, I think culturally it's completely different to some folks than it is others. The whole thing that Jeff Nadu says, I'll pay for all five of your homegirl shit. Mm -hmm. And you and I say, nah, I'm not going to pay for your five homegirls uh if you invite them out or you, or you meet them, here's a new debate kind of. If I take my girl to the restaurant and we are eating and chilling and big Smitty and his wife and three homegirls come over and see us, JB, what up? Woo! And y'all order shots. And then you sit down at the bar with us and you start to order food. And the bill comes at the very end. This girl told me I have to pay for all that. 
for the for the for the other for the other couple that came over there out of nowhere. No, like for all the friends that just saw you randomly inside the thing. So I don't Hell think. Hell no. I, 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 Hell I no. So I said, so wait up. She goes, so you don't pay for my friends? I go, no. If I see them and they come over, no. I, I think there's a deep conversation that no one's really breaking down. And I had to break it down to her. Her English isn't the greatest, by the way. Here's the thing. Got you a foreign. Here's the thing, though. If if you, I, I put it to her this way. You went to the restaurant by yourself with the intention of, I'm going to go have dinner and drinks and pay myself, right? Right, correct. You meet somebody there that you know. And now you expect them to pick up the bill is her mentality. And I think that's a lot of women's mentality right now, to be honest. Well, I don't think it's Chris's mentality. I don't think it's Chris and all and Jade and all them, but Lucy. But I do think that is a women's new mentality segue to your gold digger discussion we just had. I trip on that. Now, if I invite Big Smitty and his wife and uh, someone else, and I invite them and say, hey, dog, I got this whole setup deal. Then I'm probably paying because right. I invited them to a, to a deal. But if I run into you and five people chill and come over and kick it, and then if they have the audacity to look at me when the bill comes, they're going to be very disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> very disappointed. Nah, I'm right there with you 100%. Like, first of all, don't you shouldn't expect or assume anything. If, if I'm the friends that's coming over and I, I just so happen to see you and I'm and I'm about to you know I have a few drinks with you I eat with you, I'm still reaching for my wallet in, in, in my pocket or my money just off the bat. Now if you choose to pay for it, cool, that's a plus. But you should never assume that just because I came over here and and and, and, and you know you're the man of the situation that you just gotta pay for. I don't know where that. What's it called? Dutch? Is it called Dutch when you pay half and half or whatever? Yeah, it's called Dutch when you go half and half. Yeah. Have you seen his Dutch video? I'm not splitting the bill, Charlie. That's crazy. You expect us to split the bill? You got lamb chop. You got steak. Look at all that. Look at what all they got. They talking about splitting the bill. What did you come out for? What did you come out for? We come together. My thing is, y'all doing too much. Y'all doing way too much. We didn't order all that. They going at it right now. So usually Dutch is like, it, it was just like oh, me and my way, That's black people shit. <laughs> nah, that's black people shit for sure. It wouldn't have been an argument. Someone would have just paid. The white dude, I got it. Let's go. And he would have just paid the whole $5,000 bill. And then, but what a, what a 20% tip, JB, on top of that. 25% tip. Yeah. And, um, and, and if there's a brother at the table, that motherfucker was, it was been like, shit, give me that money. A hundred percent, man. But no, it, it's crazy seeing that. Um, again, coming out of communication, coming out of expectations, the women are just automatically assuming and just thinking that the men was just gonna pay for everything. Let me, let me play devil's advocate real quick and defend my ladies out here. Yeah, yeah. You know why they think that way? Why? Because simp ass puss boys have allowed it to happen and continue mm. to endorse it. It ain't the girl's fault. It's a bunch of puss boys, puss ass, simp ass motherfuckers doing it and allowing it and paying for it and their homegirls thinking they're going to get some ass that night. 
And mm. let's just keep it real. So now it's become this whole new trend that women expect that shit. I Tell feel y'all, you. Y'all out it. Yeah. There's a thing called integrity, Big Smitty. I had to break it down to this girl last night and she got quiet. She was like, oh my God, I didn't think about it like that. I go, you and your homegirl leave the house together. Two ladies left the house to go to a bar and enjoy dinner and drinks. And you ran up on Big Smitty and his wife and you they invited you two over. The bill comes out. Big Smitty offers to pay the whole bill. What do you do? Well, it happens all the time. I let the man pay. I go, exactly. You have no integrity, and that's why we're fucked right now. Mm. Because I'm standing up and telling the waiter, no, I'm paying for me and my girl's bill. We just joined my homeboy and his wife. Right. And and Dick Fitty, you're like, no, JB, I got it. I go, no, you don't. I'm paying for my shit. That's just how I roll. And... I don't know, dog. It's people, a, people ain't like that no more, JB. People just want these handouts. Everybody want to just, you know, have these expectations that that you, you're supposed to do this. You're supposed to do that. I do agree with you that these simp men have are, are part of the cause, part of the reason. But also just the expectations and standards that are placed on men today and the value that men, uh, that women see men as is how, many, how much money we got in a dollar bill. So when it comes to anything fi- – uh, financial, obviously bills. If it comes down to date, food, gifts, trips, whatever, it's the expectation that the men is supposed to pay for everything. If you and your homegirl left the house together and had a plan to go eat and drink on your own, that means you thought and knew yeah, y'all were paying bread, right? You're having right. to pay when you get there, right? Right. That, that was your intent when you left together. Yes. Unless. Unless, it's a huge word, unless you run into Big Smitty and his wife and they offer to pay and you allow it. That seems to me as a new scam. (laughs) Because now every, and then this girl told me last night, she don't pay ever when she go out. And she told me, I don't pay with the intention not to pay. I just don't pay. Because someone else ends up paying. And I said, we well, have no integrity. <laughs> that kind of ended the night for us. <laughs> Damn. Well, um, you probably should have held that in for you until later on and told her that afterwards. So I'm just trying to be clear. Yeah. I Yeah. To me, it's like you, your, intentions, <laughs> your intentions were messed up off the rip. You know what I'm saying? Your intentions was already jacked up off the rip. If you was going out with your homegirl, just y'all. The expectation be you are going to pay like that. That's what it is. Now again, I told y'all before. My my wife has a best friend. She'll visit out here every now and then. If, if we're all together and I take us out to eat, then I'm, I'm gonna pay for it. That's a different situation. Like the intentions from the rip was for me to go ahead and take care of the situation. But if I just run into you and I'm not, don't expect me to pay for everything. I might want to buy us a shot or one drink or something just to kind of be nice. But don't expect that I'm about to just pay for. it. Your, your, your fucking your, your tomahawk steak, your mashed potatoes, your your drink, your liquor. Like, come on now. Hell no. Like, I, I got one wife. It's a lot to the conversation I had last night. Like, it's a it's a difference if you two go out, you're expecting, you're going to pay on your own. If nobody else was out but you two, you're paying. Right. If you don't see another soul, you have to pay for your meal and drinks until 
Big Smitty and his wife saw you by coincidence because I didn't invite Big Smitty and his wife. I saw them by coincidence. They came over to the bar and hollered at us. Hey, uh, and they sat down and ordered drinks. And at the end of the day, the girl that I'm talking to last night said I should have paid for everything. Mm. That shit is crazy to me. So I said, so every time I go out, because if I go out and my homeboys see me, which is every night, somebody's going to see me. Are you paying for them? <laughs> Are you paying for my homeboys that I randomly see out in public coincidentally every fucking night? Right, Hell no. right. And if you expect your man to do so, we're going to be broke real quick, homie. Yeah, you tripping. You tripping like Scotty Pippen, man. Like, shouldn't I? Shouldn't I? Shouldn't I be like carrying, like saving our bread for our home? Cause I gotta buy dog food tomorrow. I gotta buy us food tomorrow. I gotta buy gas to get back home. I gotta take your ass to fucking get fucking Mac makeup or whatever the fuck y'all get. So, mm -hmm. but no, nah, I can't do that, dog. I just paid for your fucking five homegirls last night at goddamn Chili's. Mediocrity is a new excellence, JB, in, in all facets of life. You know what I'm saying? In all facets of life, and um. You know, again, it, it falls back on the men, though, for even allowing that their women for putting that poison in their mind and, and, and for allowing them to lead in the household and 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 make allow them to make that final decision. I'm sorry. I'm a little old school when it comes to roles in relationships. I believe the men are supposed to lead. We're meant to lead. We are predators. We are, we are built differently. And that's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to stand on it. But too many men nowadays have feminine characteristics and feminine traits, and they let their women make all the decisions for them. And that's what's leading to these, these, these simps out here, uh, either Adam, the hunter and twos out here, you know, letting his, his wife get fucked and, and people paying for a, a thousand uh, of the homegirls in the section to for what? What are we trying to prove, man? I don't get I don't it. Know. I don't get it. Yeah, so everybody's saying stop dating the, the gold diggers. I don't go out there. I don't fuck with gold diggers. Eh? Uh, as soon as you tell me why you don't pay my bill, why don't you offer to pay my bill? What? Fuck out of here. You wanted to come here, not me. Let me ask, let me ask you this though. Is it gold digging or is it a cultural belief? You're raised. I know a lot of Latinas and literally like from Mexico that are raised by certain parts of Mexico anyway. I know Lucy's Latina. She's not that way. She's more Americanized. But I think there's some real Latina thinking or thinkers out here that really think that it's a culture. I, the man pays. You're the man. You pay no matter what. Fucking 20 motherfucking homies come up. You got to pay. You got to be the cartel leader, motherfucker. God damn. <laughs> How are you paying every time you go out? This girl literally told me, the man pay. My friends show up, they pay. What? <laughs> JB, hold on. How did she say it again? How did she say it? <laughs> the man pay. <laughs> but, hey, JB, real quick, being devil's advocate again. Another reason why I think men should take some of that blame, though, no, we got to be real. Isn't this kind of what we wanted, though, right? In the sense of the mindset of women, I want you to just be at home. I want you to have sex with me when I want it. I want you to cook, have my babies clean. I'm the breadwinner. I'm I'm the money maker, right? That's always been like the, the you talk about culture. That's been American culture for since the beginning of time. The men are the ones, the hunters that go out there and get the money, which means. You have no choice but to pay because you want your woman to just take care of home, cook, clean, sex, take care of the kids. So it's like now, 
again, being devil's advocate, you can't have it both ways. It's like you want to be the breadwinner, you want to be the big boss, be the man that's bringing in all the money, but then you don't. When it's time to pay the bill, you don't want to spend that bread. You know what I'm saying? So just throwing out that different angle, I think part we got to yeah, take yeah, some yeah, of that blame yeah. as well. I'm finding like. I'll never turn like gay or nothing, but I love women too much for that to ever even be said. But I got to be honest. Huh, I have no quarrels about being a single motherfucker anymore. Because mm. I'm seeing a trend that is happening. Even if, like my daughter. I see a trend, homie, where these motherfuckers have been told lie after lie after lie. They don't think they need to cook. They don't mm. think they need to clean. They don't think they should cook their man a meal when they want, but then they expect you to pay for five of their homegirls. You got me extremely fucked up. Yeah. And no one's going out there and saying you have me extremely fucked up. That is the problem. You know like, what it is, JB, real quick? Now, not to cut you off. The reason why that's happening more, women are making way more money now than ever before. They're making a lot more money even than men are, I think, statistically. So now the women are really coming out in, in, in mentality-wise thinking, like, I don't really need a man. You know, like, I, I, if I want you, then I'll be with you, but I don't need you. So even the women who are in relationships, like, they're making all this bread themselves. They're like, why am I got to come home and, and cook your meal every night? I work just as much as you. I make more than you. Like girls like younger girls, like not, not young, young, but younger. Like, I don't fuck with too young. I can't do the young, young thing for this reason, probably. But for the younger girl, like let's say 33, 35, that's young to me. Mm-hmm. Oh, what are we in the 20s? The woman cleans, cooks, and I'm like. You got to be in the 20s to do that? 1920s? <laughs> Great Depression to do that, JB. <laughs> oh, I can cook for breakfast, lunch, and dinner for you. It's all good. Are we in the 20s, motherfucker? Like, are we in the 20s when your motherfucking oil needs change and your brakes need change, motherfucker? Are we in the 20s for that? Because if we were, you'd be changing them. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, and, and, figure it out. And that goes to, and again, we got a whole episode on this, man. Roles and their relationship. Like, I don't care about what, what's going on. I get women, it's times are different now. It's not the old days where women can't vote, women can't work, women are independent more now than ever, making the money. I salute all that. Like, you get your dollars, you get your money. I understand in relationships, it's a team effort. But in any team, there are still roles. And a lot of women don't like to hear that term hear and hear that, that terminology, but it's a fact. Me as a, a three technique defensive tackle. My job was to stay in my B gap, defended by all means, regardless of what's going on. That's my gap, unless it was a stunt or some type of play call that made me shift gaps to another position. My goal wasn't to go out there and throw the football in, 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 in two-minute drive and try to get a touchdown. If I would have tried to do that, it would have ended in chaos. Same thing with relationships. Women have a very important role to relationships, and men have a very important role to relationships. The problem is nowadays is it's getting all mixed and tangled, and that's why we're seeing the divorce rates be higher than ever before because we got the whole system messed up. I'm giving y'all free game right now on this Wednesday. I'm 29 years old, but I got a 42-year-old mindset. Naptown's in the building, 317 Far East Side. Pound that like button. It's hump day. It's middle of the week. We turned up. Like I said, I'm 29 years old. I got draws older than you. 
Uh, you can throw them motherfuckers away, Jimmy. If you got twenty nine yards, y'all throw them away. I free ball everywhere. Free ball everything. Lowe's, Walmart. Fuck it. Free ball everything. I'm in gray sweat. In gray sweats. Free ball. Fuck it. Free ball and still ain't got no type of like. Ain't nothing there. Like when a woman come in, they don't see no type of movement or nothing. That's crazy. Hey, you need, you need to start change. You need to change your tagline. Far East Side, Naptown, three one seven, the home of hide and go seek. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you better be careful. I got a few. I got a few East Siders in the in the chat right now, Jay. You better we better watch what you say. That's all I'm. Hey, watch what you say. Hey, he, hey, he good, y'all. Leave him alone. He don't understand. JB's good. He's one of mine. Leave him alone. He's good. Yeah, you got to check in. You come to Nap. Check in with me, JB. Anyway, another topic. We got to move on. Did you see? <laughs> did you see this Draymond Green uh, and Jordan Poole? The the beef has been reignited. Jordan Poole's daddy has jumped in. We got to show this dialogue. Of course, happens over time, and you you usually ain't just triggered by something like that fast, you know, right. to that degree. You know, what I'm saying like this is a team. You know, what I'm saying like. And nobody on my team triggering me, you know, in a in an instant. You know, we know stuff that you don't say amongst men. You know what I'm saying? We we you know we know you know things that you have to. You mean when you call? Time. You and mean when you call you, KD a bitch? Usually, ain't just triggered by something like that fast. You don't say amongst men. You know what I'm saying? We. Um. Oh, real quick, just just for context, Draymond was on. Patrick Beverly's podcast, Beverly asked him about the punch. Draymond was giving some context, basically saying that it wasn't something that just, you know, just happened. It's something that happened, you know, over time. Uh, it came out. Jordan Poole's dad actually saw it, and he responded to it. If, if we got the – then we got the tweet here of him responding. I'm going to stand on this. That That is some BS. Jordan Poole was his guy. And he avoided me all last year. He is soft as a bitch. And I'm standing on this. And he didn't apologize to me and my wife. So he's lame. And me and him can meet anytime he wants. This, this is Mr. Anthony Poole. Jordan Poole's pop put this out after seeing the video. He claims that JP and, and Draymond were actually tight. You know, both one with the Michigan, one, one with the Michigan State. Um, it seemed like, you know, it was like a little brother, big brother situation. But after that punch, it was a whole, obviously, shift. What's your response to that, man? You, Jordan didn't really defend himself, but you're seeing his daddy stand up for him and, and defend it. You were talking about parents earlier with Matt and how parents are just, you know, doing too much. Kind of see a correlation here, but it's a little different because it's the it's the pros. Jordan Poole's a grown-ass man. He should be able to handle that himself. But I understand a father just standing up for his kids, seeing the video, and, and just being probably just embarrassed for his son. What's your take on this? It's exhausting, dog, to talk about it. It's exhausting me. Like, this fucking generation of fucking bitch-made daddies has exhausted me. Like, I'm be mm. honest. Like, the parents have allowed Jordan Poole's, Poole's of the world to be bitch-made cats. We like to call them BMKs on this show. Why is your daddy involved with a, a $100 million motherfucker? Mm. Like, I believe your son has made more money than you'll ever see in your life, dad. He's now the breadwinner. He's the son that runs the household now. He can buy your house, buy you a house, do all the things that grown folks now do. 
and now you're on social media with five followers and you're asking and you're defending your son from getting socked in the face by another grown man. I am just, we enable these kids more than we've ever enabled kids I've ever seen in my life. It's exhausting. I wish these soft-ass parents would go somewhere. And so we stop. I, I just wish we stopped making kids because <laughs> they were making them softer and softer. I was to be honest. Like, dog, fucking let these kids become like, I think you have to have a kid that create that has to earn his stripes by doing something. That's like, all right, you made you met the criteria. Now you can have another kid, uh, Smitty. You can, like, that should be a law. You can't have a kid until your first kid creates this tough skin and has it and met this criteria. Hey, you got to go fucking wrestle a bear if you're white. If you're black, you have to go in the hood and pit bulls. yeah, you got to go fucking uh, wrestle pit bulls if you're white. You got to go fucking shoot a deer and dip and spit dip all over the fuck place. If you're black, you got to go uh, in the hood and, and fucking drag race and hit a fat bitch. Like, I think some criteria needs to be met. A criteria needs to be met before another motherfucker has another baby. Like, we're creating these soft-ass fucking kids, dog. I can't do it no more. It's exhausting. You got to earn it. So basically what you're saying is you got to earn the, the opportunity to have another kid. So your first kid, cool. Have your first kid, whatever. But that first kid is going to be a test to determine you can have another. And yes. if that kid does not pass yes. that test, yes. you know, if he, if he doesn't go out there and, 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 and can wrestle with a gator, or he can't go over there and, and, yeah. and fight a pit You got to go through fucking three-a-days. You got to go through JB's three-a-days. At the age of 15. So you can't have another kid till you're 15, over 15. So at 15 years old, though, you could go through. So at 15, you might be able to, you might be able to allow dad to have another kid. Mm. You got to go through three days. You got to go through fucking, you got to drink water out of a hose. You got to mm. go play on a grass, on an asphalt ass basketball court with chain nets. How you, you get it? You got to go slide down the metal slide in a hundred degree heat and just stop. And burn your whole fucking back. You gotta go do that. You gotta go do all the real shit. You gotta go out and play and get back in the house before the street lights come on. You gotta do your homework. You gotta manage your fourteen hundred and forty minutes positively in a day's time. You, you gotta lay down on that couch with all the plastic on there in the middle of the summer and let your face stick to it. Uh, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta, you gotta make a, you gotta make some Kool Aid and you gotta test it out. Make, make, you gotta make sure you use enough yeah. sugar in there. If you're black, you put, you know, 20 cups of sugar, one cup water. If you white, you put 20 cups water, one cup sugar. Um, that's just, you know what I'm saying? You got to go through the whole fucking thing. So, like, <laughs> I'm just saying, you got you to gotta know how to, like, you got to cook. You got to be able to fucking, like, change oil and the brakes on a car. By the I, I knew by the age of 15 how to change oil and the brakes. Uh, you know how to bleed some brake pads. You got to know how to breathe the system. Um, you know, get the clamp, get the C-clamps out, fucking, but fucking get the caliper and fucking tighten it down, go in there and pump the brake, bleed that bit. I, these cats don't know how to do none of this, dog. Yeah, oh, so you got to meet all of this criteria by the age of 15. Let me write it. I'll write the criteria. Man, Jay, that's another book right there, man. JB's criteria to having kids. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you just go through if your you entire mix, training. If you mix kids, if you mixed... 
then you got to be able to shoot the three like Clay and Steph. If you can't, then you got to get the fuck out. If you're mixed, you got to become a model by the age of five. You have to be a model um, on some sort of fucking model agency. You got to be a model. Maximum song. I'm going to have colored eyes. You're going to have light fucking hair. You're going to be light skinned. Um, you know, you got to you gotta match the light skin criteria. And that's that's the whole Golden State Warrior. The whole Golden State Warriors. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's not a bad criteria, man. If you're a black woman, you got you got to go. You got to fry some chicken, and we got to we, we, we got to fry chicken. You got to know how to go get you some Peruvian thirty-two inch weaves. Figure out how to get them right. Uh, how to slay weaves. Brother, you got to know what Dax and Murray's is. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, you know what Dax is and what Murray's is? I, I used to be a Dax guy myself. You know what I'm saying? Barbershop, go in there. I get some Dax on my shit. Just like that. I put some Dax on my shit, though. Yeah. I think you're a Murray's guy. Man, I'm a, I'm I'm more of a Murray's guy. You know, back in the day, I used to really grease the thing up, put the put the wave cap on. You got to put the wave cap opposite so the line's not going through your head. Like little shit like that, you got to know. You got to be able to chug a chug a fucking bottle of Hennessy. You got to have a Hennessy drinking contest with your with your guy. Yeah, you got to drink a forty ounce of OE. Oh, English in the brown bag. <laughs> we going. We taking back to the old school, man. You got to go drink some motherfucking, uh, <laughs> some gin. Thunderbirds and Brass Monkey. See, see, Smitty, you too young, dog. You, 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 you don't even know about, I don't even think you old enough to know what St. Ives is, is you? Saint, I, I heard of St. Ives. I heard of St. Ives. I don't know about oh, no Brass Monkey. I heard of St. Ives. God <laughs> damn. JB, oh, man. Shit. Let me, hey, let's switch. I'm going to switch gears here a little bit, man. People always be asking me, like, Hey, if you and JB ever got in a boxing ring, like, what do you think will happen, man? You think, you think, I know JB from Compton, you think you can really get him? I said, listen, I can show you better than I can tell you. Let me show you this example, man. Uh, boxing ring, crazy situation here. Dude gets knocked out, but look and see what happens when he hits the ground. Friend Bob. Uh, start it from the beginning. Start it from the beginning. From the beginning. Watch, watch his leg. Oh! Broke his leg, JB. Got knocked out and broke his leg. How did he break his leg? It looked like it just went backwards. They said, look at his left leg. Look, they, on the, it's, it's, ah, they say he tore some. ACL, something got tore, JB. It's like, ah. Yeah, I, don't think he broke, I don't think he broke it. Nah, he tore something, though. He tore something. Look, the body ain't supposed to be in that way. I've seen John Joe or whoever it was actually snap his shit, compound fracture his fucking leg. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Um, but that, but that's how that's the me, me and JB. That's my guy. I ain't gonna box him, but if we did box. That's a similar kind of example of, of, of how it would go down. Just giving y'all this an inside scoop. But you know, it just, it just again, we grew up differently. You know, JB grew up with palm trees, ocean, sand, beach, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like that, that's the goal, right? I just grew up a little different, man. Just ice potholes, fighting for my life. You know, running from the pit bulls. Uh, you know, all type of stuff like this. Really growing up, in, growing up in the hood. You know, uh, 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 Section Eight, horrible lunches. That you can't, you can't even eat your lunches. So nasty stuff like that. JB grew up just feeling good. Went to Beverly Hill. You know that that type of vibe. So it's okay. It's not his fault. Anyway, I I, I don't even need to comment on any of that. Uh, but let's go play hide and go seek. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I 
this is where you when you now know the generation has turned completely and why it's exhausting why jordan Poole's daddy is out here defending his kid um i think your daddy probably come out and come after me when i knocked you out your daddy's gonna come after me huh is that the generation we're in listen uh, man he might <laughs> but this is a vape truck this is no there's no longer ice cream trucks we have vape trucks now what so like the vape truck is, is going through the hood dun, 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 dun. oh y'all hey mama's the vape truck vape truck can i get a dollar yeah they run outside hey this is, this is big worm serving on a vape truck now it's no longer ice cream you're telling me we're not fucked up you don't think the fucking NFL 900 injuries have to do with this fucking chemical ass laced weed, huh? Man, I, I ain't never. This is the kids man. now in the hood. What they're getting? Man, that's wild. Yeah, I I, I didn't seen it all, man. I've done seen it all. You know, it's funny you mentioned like there there there's literally no more ice cream trucks. I don't think like I I have trucks now. I haven't seen one in years. And, you know, growing up my childhood, we couldn't wait till the ice cream truck came through the hood. Because, you know, it it had ice cream, hot Cheeto, had everything on it. And it's a shame that now kids got to look at a vape truck. You know? Uh, we're, we're just, we're just, it's, it's, it's a bad place. I don't know. I'm not too hyped on the fucking world right now. Um, Me and you need to go know. to Mexico and just chill, man. Let's go to Mexico. Oh, I ain't going to Mexico either. I'm going to, fuck, I'll go. I hear Laguna Beach. <laughs> My homie just came back from Mexico. I said everything was smooth. TJ hey, I, I, I know came back from Mexico. She's in the hospital right now, intensive care. You lying. No lie. She got a, uh, you know, you don't drink the water over there from a glass. I don't know if people realize that. I don't know why people don't understand this. And uh, she's like deathly ill, food poisoning. Fuck. She was over there for a week and a half. And she got, no, it's nasty. She's like, I'll never go back. It's so nasty. I, I know. <laughs> That's why I tell you, I go to Hawaii or fucking Laguna Beach. It's cheap and it's local. Fuck Mexico. I'm not going to Mexico. Just stop it. Stop telling me about Mexico. It's a fucking mockery to tell me about Mexico. Where would you go then? Like, if JB went on a vacation... What's like that ideal spot you would go to? I know you love LA, but I'm saying like if you if you left LA for a week and you just wanted to get away, where is JB going? Hawaii. Okay, so Hawaii is the spot. You yeah, know yeah, I, used to, I used to go to Hawaii all the time. That was my second home. So I love I know Hawaii like the back of my hand. I love Hawaii. I go to Hawaii. I went there for uh our anniversary was it last? It was last year. First time, had an amazing time, man. We was on uh, uh, Waikiki, I think. I think it's how you pronounce Waikiki. it. Waikiki, and, and, and what's that little thing? What's it called when they when they perform? <laughs> hey, what's that? What's that called, JB? When they perform I'm for you? I'm fucking up names, by the way, I mean, Your names are way worse than my names. Ain't it Waikiki? <laughs> that's that, that's your homegirl in the hood. That's your homegirl in Gary, Indiana, homie. Waikiki. Hey, Waikiki, come over here. Give me that 32-inch weave, girl, and that fucking Dax and that old weave. Waikiki, get your ass over here, girl. Girl, this, you, don't call me Waikiki, Shalantra Rolanda. Uh, how, how do you say it? Say it one more time. Say it one more time. Huh? How do you pronounce it then? Say it one more time. You you will not say it either. Look. 
It's what uh, why motherfucker said white Kiki. Uh? It's what, is it what Kiki? Is it what Kiki? Uh? No, for real. Somebody somebody spell it in the chat. Do it phonetically so I can actually see. Like how, I thought I thought it was with Kiki. W a k i k i. It's why Kiki. I'm saying we saying the same shit. Tomato, tomato. You crazy as hell, JB. Anyway, I went to win them them little yeah a luau. Isaiah play. Shout out to you. I went to the luau. Kiki is not Waikiki. <laughs> we saying the same shit. We said Waikiki. No, we not saying the same shit. Waikiki. Waikiki. Waikiki is the homegirl homie that we used to play hide and go get it with. Waikiki. 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 What? Waikiki. 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 Oh, you pause and say it like that. Waikiki. Waikiki, just no breakup. Just Waikiki is the hood bitch from the hood, homie. I know a Waikiki. I know a Waikiki. She used to get bomb ass head. What happened to her? Hey, I don't give a fuck about Adam92 and Layla LaPlug and all them. That's just fucking, they got numbers and shit, dumb ass shit to their names. But a city or a town, I'm going to get that right. I'm going to tell you the real on that. I'm not going to butcher no real shit. Adam 92 is not a real fucking name. That's not his birth certificate, is it? Is Adam 92 on his motherfucking birth certificate? No. I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah, I guess why? Kiki. All right. Steven says Smitty probably never played butts up either. What's hey, what's butts up? That was like some shit out. I, I mean, heads up, seven up, buds up, butts up. Like, are you fucked? Oh, I heard of Hazel Seven. He just said butts up, though. I'm like, butts up. And the type of conversation we be having up. on this show. Another one. Like, oh, my God. Butts up signs shit we shouldn't be playing. Like, on the East talking? Coast, they call, they kind of call, I think they call it bonks. Yeah, I, I think that's before my time, unfortunately. Uh, we play spin the ball, seven minutes in heaven. We play, you know, high and go seat, tag. We play free, tag. We got to get you up to speed, We got to get you up to speed, homie. We play curveball. Did y'all play curveball? What? Curveball. Y'all play curveball? Curve? Curve. Like a curve. Oh, no, what cur- is that? Or, or cur- I'm sorry, excuse me. Curve. Curve. C-U-R-B. So you stand on, you on one side, your homie on the other side. You wait till the car go past. You got to throw the ball over the car, try to bounce it off the curve and make it bounce back. Curveball. The real was no. The real was in the hood, no. The real was no. Curveballs, a mid, a Midwest shit. Hey, we actually, we actually used to be like, you know, active, like play over the line, uh, play sports. <laughs> I'm not trying to bounce a fucking ball off a curb. <laughs> Are you joking me? Like we're dodging gun bullets. we're dodging bullets and, and and getting chased home by the by the homies, and then we're going out and playing football in the street. We're playing. We played football on the curb. Uh, I seen my everybody, everybody did that. That ain't nothing new. We've been doing that. Next, do some, tell me something I don't know. Y'all ain't dodging no bullets. Y'all out there dodging water gun curb fights. Ball. Curb water ball. gun fights. Did Will you play real football? JB, don't play with me. You 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 know y'all play real football. No, I said, did you play wiffle ball? I ain't playing a wiffle ball. We ain't playing wiffle ball. I know what it is, but we ain't play it. You take, you get some, you get some fucking electrical tape. You tape the wiffle ball up a certain way so you can get some weight on it, and then you know, learn how to play. You got to learn how to.
fucking throw a wiffle ball, get some weight on it, and then we 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 hitting it. We playing over the line with football. You got you know you got a single, you got a double, you got a triple, you got a home run. It's in a very tight night, like on a tight street. Like you you got to hit it if you hit it on the grass, it's a home run in the air. So you can't even catch. You can catch it, but if it gets over your head and lands on the grass, it's a home run. If it gets past the pitcher, it's a single. If it gets past the middle fielder guy, it's a double. Like. What'd you play? Fucking hide and go seek, huh? That's we play, it. We play kick. <laughs> we play kick. We play kickball. I'm from Indiana. We hooped. We played football heavily. We played. Did y'all play jackpot? Play what? Jackpot. The fuck when, is that, motherfucker? When you and your in homies Indiana in America. When you and your homie stand on one side of the street, the the other homie is quarterback. He's on the other side. He throws up. He, he he throws the football up and yells out a number two hundred. Throw the ball up, and you basically you, you gotta it's like, it's like you gotta moss each other. You gotta jump up and catch the ball. You jump up, you catch it. That's two hundred points. The goal is to add up to, to get to a thousand. Or so if you say jackpot, automatically you jump, you catch it, you get the jackpot. Now you become the quarterback. You rotate. That's how he was able to get good hands. How to uh, uh, catch over each other. How to position and box out. It's a it's a amazing game. Come on, yeah, man. Aaron Cisneros, dog. I, I haven't seen Aaron in thirty years. What's up, <laughs> my brother? Hey, good to see you, man. Uh, you know, I still talk to BC and Chuck. I see him every blue moon. They've been out to the house. I gotta get you out to the house. I went to junior high with this cat. Mm, shout out to you, man. That's crazy. You ain't seen him. Yet. It, I don't know how he found you, but he on here, man. You know, shout out to you, Aaron G. Hey. Glad to haven't changed. I haven't changed my whole life. <laughs> it's crazy how <laughs> everyone comes out of nowhere and says I haven't changed, but Netflix, y'all believe Netflix. <laughs> Man. Well, now you're hearing from somebody from, from the beginning who says he's never changed. So now nah, I love it. and my yeah, it's we called it five hundred or we called it jackpot. I think yeah, we went up to five hundred, not a thousand. Learn the rules for that game. It sounds very, very feminine. Jeremy, you, you throw the ball up and you got to try to catch it over people. That's all you got to do. It, hey, you're trying to moss each other. The goal is to get to 500 points. What's it called? It's called rebounding basketball. <laughs> no, uh, it's football, JB. Come on, man. That's why you can't. That's why they say white men can't jump. I didn't say it. That's why they say it. You're playing you three flies up? <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like, it's unbelievable. Is Indiana in America? I mean, yeah. what the fuck games are you playing? Who invented Indiana's youth fucking activities? They should be fucking castrated. Curveball, 500, uh, 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 football, basketball, of course, baseball with my Mexican homies in the backyard. Shout out to my homie Jesus, who we grew up together. Curveball, uh, 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 tag. Uh, 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 I'm trying to think real quick. Uh, 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 I'm, we was turning up, JB. We was I had a great I had a great childhood, man. I had an amazing childhood. I never I never complained about it. You know, kickball. Y'all play kickball? Yeah, I was kickball. kickball I'm a kickball champ. No, I, I, I gotta see it to believe it. Every every time I kicked it over the fence. I gotta see anyway, it to believe it. Um you like small bounties, big bounties, or what? Big bounties. You're not a real you're not you're not a real you're not a real uh you're not a real uh kickball guy. I know what you're saying. The small bounce just skips it. It makes it harder to get You're going to whiff, homie. You're not even going to get a real shot at the ball. How can you get big bounces? See, this cat never played bounce. He never played real kickball. I'm sorry. Chris, where you at, Chris? 
You can't have big bounties on kickball. I'm a home run hitter every time when it came to kickball. I ain't got time to do small. I'm 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 over the fence every small single bounties. time. Give me small bounties. Fucking, I'm booting that bitch. I was an elementary school legend. I mean, let me explain it to you, JB. Elementary school legend. At one time, we played kickball inside the gym. They rolled the ball to me. It might have been a little small bounce. I kicked that motherfucker. It went all the way over, and I made made it to the basketball court. The whole entire school went crazy. The teachers, the students. Don't shake your head. I, why would I lie? I'm validated. Normal day for me in I'm the third validated. grade. That's a normal day for me in the third grade. <laughs> Man, like, you, make, you, you ain't did that before, JB. Let me ask you this. Have you ever took a motherfucker's broad during a game of truth or dare? <laughs> mm, that's cool. I don't know. I'm trying to think real quick if I've done that before. Hey, back, during in the day, the game. See, back in the day, before I realized what the real game was and how this thing worked, like, you know, we were young, 14, 14, 15. And so, like, we had this, this, there was this bad girl. She had a boyfriend, though, like, and the boyfriend wasn't at the party, and it was at my house. And the the dare was she had to she had to tongue kiss me. Did she do it? She did it, and it was a wrap. Damn, JV Savage with it. Look at you. Look how he's shaking his head, y'all. JV Savage. It was a wrap, dog. Um, it was a wrap. So, have you ever taken someone's broad? During truth or dare, I don't think I, I don't think I took someone's bra, but I've been very successful doing truth or dare. I'll say that I've had a lot of you know my child I had a lot of great experiences playing truth or dare. A lot of my early experiences, you know, what I'm saying just with 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 girls was through truth or dare. It was through seven minutes in heaven. Big Smith used a bat for kickball with this big bounce. Eric Villa Lobos. I don't even know what you look like. Villa Lobos, man. God damn. Villa Lobos. You, you don't even know there's syllables and shit in the English language, huh? Hey, man, I've been hanging around your ass too much. I can't pronounce shit no more. Villa Lobos. I don't know anybody's name on here, man. Hey, Villa Lobos, you go to Waikiki. <laughs> <laughs> Why JB get married me? Because I called it. I told him we went to Hawaii. I said we call it White. Waikiki, like that's where we went, right? And they call it Waikiki. You said it better now because I taught you. You said Waikiki. He said I was saying it like a hood girl name. Waikiki. Waikiki. Get your ass over here, girl. Man, you crazy as hell, man. I can't tell you about seven minutes of heaven, man. We talk about that letter, baby. I love you. We got ten minutes. My wife said I want to hear about the seven minutes of heaven in the truth. The truth of dare you was playing. I don't know what. I never heard of that shit. That's when you go in the closet with a shorty for seven minutes and you, your friend put a timer on it. You shut the closet door and whatever happens in seven minutes is, is what happens. And a lot of shit went down in that closet. Yeah. What's yeah. she saying? I heard something. She, my wife said, I want to know what happened. <laughs> I'm going to be honest like, again. I'm going to be real honest, dog. That's a real, sounds like a real feminine game. How? You, you, you got to play some fucking feminine games out there. I got to be honest. How? You're with a woman in the closet. I don't care. I, hide and go get it is a man hunting on the prowl, going to get it. You go into a closet with a girl, you don't even know if it's a girl anymore. She, you might have got pegged when you were set. <laughs> you might have got pegged in the closet by a dude who calls himself a she. <laughs> I, I grew up in the 90s, JB. I grew up in the 90s. That, that wasn't going on in the 90s and the early 2000s. He got that, paid for seven minutes. <laughs> that's going on. That's going on now. That's going on now. He got JB. Paid for seven minutes. 
and you start kissing you and shit, and then all of a sudden you feel a horse dick. <laughs> JB, that's what you be on. You like the ass play. That's what you be up to. So that's that's right up your alley. That's literally what JB does. Yeah, in his hot tub. Yeah, holy. You hey, you must be like way, Chris, and you. You guys must be closer to the same age or something, because Chris is way. Chris is older than you. Chris is closer to my age, and she still. I don't. Some of the shit. Because Chris is a real one. That's why you ain't, you ain't understand. She's a real Ventura one. County Ventura County lines. I think changed from LA. She, from, she ain't even from here though, right? Nah, she's from LA. But I'm saying, I think like she's been out in the valley too long, out in the Ventura mm-hmm. County. I hear you. I hear you, man. But we gotta come out with a list, JB. Like maybe next show, maybe tomorrow. Oh, tomorrow's gonna be a jam-packed day. Maybe Friday, we'll see. Of JB's top five softest things in the world. Like it could be literally anything, it could be a scenario, it could be straw, like whatever comes to your mind. I need to break down a list of what you consider soft because I don't even know what to do now. I I'm like, I'm drinking my my you know my water. I'm like, should I drink it this way? Should I should I should I pour it in another glass? He might think it's soft. I'm like, can I use a straw? Nah, he think that's soft. Can I? Like, you got so many theories in that brain of what's considered soft. I would love to really dive into that into more into more depth. Just make sure I'm, I'm learning that free game from you. So just put that on your mind right there, so we can we can get that prepared. I, I want to throw this out there while we're talking this running back thing. We got about five minutes. Uh, uh I wanted to show some perspective on the why the running backs not being paid. Mm, leader rushing for the past 10 Super Bowl winners. That's why they're not being paid. Hey, 705,000, 890,000, two mil, you know, two mil for Leonard Fournette, about a one mil for Damian Williams. Yeah, it's crazy seeing this list. Um, a lot of good backs, but you're not seeing like franchise, you know, guys for the most part. Even if you if you would consider them a franchise type of guy, they're you know, they're getting like a team friendly deal or a deal that, that's not just killing the market. And per- uh, Percy Harvin was a hybrid, played in the slot. So he, I would never consider him an NFL running back. So right. he was an athlete. I'll call him an athlete. So the, the next best thing to him was Leonard Fournette, who was, you know, a top draft guy. You see Percy Harvin, who made 2.5, because he was in a slot, and he returned kicks, and he did everything Roundtree just said. Yeah. If Percy don't have migraine syndrome and have the worst headaches and and become what he became, he's probably we could be talking about he's the best player in the NFL. <laughs> nah, he was a freak athletically. I mean, he returned he returned kicks like he was Devin Hester, could run out the backfield, could like this guy was he did it all, you know what I mean? He, in terms of of an athlete. So, now nah, this is a good point JB and that is why I think a lot of these these coaches are seeing that, seeing the number and they're like, "Listen, we don't need to pay the number one running back like top dollar for, to win a Super Bowl because they're not needed to do that. So if that's your goal, then you know, then there's no point of wasting that money on them. So what do you think about this shit? What is this NFL division realignment using lin- linear optimization? See, anytime you got to use terms like that, JB, I'm already stopping it because like it's a football. I'm not using no linear optimization. I'm not looking at data and analytics. Play football, use the team, keep the AFC South, AFC South, NFC. Like certain things, we don't. We can just leave it alone. Leave. There's nothing wrong with the way things are right now. Leave it alone. What the hell is linear optimization? I have no idea. It's stupid. What do you think about doing this? Because I heard this happened to you yesterday at Walmart. Hmm. You give consent to everyone to kick you in the nuts. 
I don't or know just if I'm going to get that far. All right. Do you consent to me? Yes. All right. How's that? Burning. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Fake ass. Um, keep playing a little bit. Let me see. Yeah. Yeah. But pretty good surgery though, I'll Anybody say that. Else? Pretty good surgery. You got it, you got it. She got the big red boots on too. Please don't do it. I'm getting cringe vibes, man. I, like ah. Turn that off. Turn that off. Turn that off, man. Turn that off. Turn that off. Turn it off. You got my stomach. You got my lower stomach hurting, JB. Like, um, women don't understand how 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 much it hurts to get. <laughs> in the this nuts, is your like. generation, homie. God damn. Nah, I think that was that, oh, that, that, that girl look a little older. And Derek, Eric, the wrench. That's all. This is y'all, man. What the fuck are y'all doing? People got weird fetishes, man. They people like to get, you know, pain. Like pain is like a thing. Like men like to get kicked in the nuts, and 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 I, I heard a woman say that uh, a guy offered her like a couple thousand dollars to just like cuss them out on the phone and like dog them. It like turns them on. You know what I'm saying? You see people on TikTok getting turned on by these NPC non-playable characters. So I don't know. There's probably a lot of people in in this chat right now that got some crazy fetishes going on, but they, they're just not opening up and saying it. You know, uh, I don't know, man. It ain't my generation. I don't claim that. That's the younger generation. I think my generation is actually the perfect mix of this, all the craziness. We're not perfect, but out of all generations, we're that good little bounds of just life. It's Jack. He goes to yeah, prison. He's on the basketball team. He's got four shots. Two more lock in. For Princeton. It's the money ball. Hey, turn this off, man. Turn this off. Turn this I off. I hit all those shots. Nah, you know at the fair, them rims be like weird as hell, man. Like you ever shot the ball at the and fair? Still make them. Last time I was at a fair, I actually did make it. I won my, my girl like a gift. You know, it was my last shot. I missed my first three. Hey, you want to hear some inside information? If nobody's, I'm sure this is leaked by now. Have you heard about this crazy shit? What? Do you know at the at the my boy works at the at the used to work at that shit for years. They put a magnet in the ball and it, it you never make the motherfuckers. What I didn't know yeah, that, but I'm not surprised. It's some type of magnet in the ball, and it, it fucks with the trajectory of the ball. And the rim is like way smaller than a normal rim, and it's like it's fucked up. It's hard to get that bitch. It ain't easy. I know that. So the fact that I made it, that lets you know what type of hooper I am. So shout out to me, and shout out to y'all for tuning into the show again, JB. Another, you know, it, it started off a little slow. We end up hitting over five five hundred, which is always appreciated. We had some big time guests on. Shout out to my guy Roundtree. Going to have him on again. We'll do something in person. Hopefully, you know what I'm saying? I know you better go probably go to camp, but at some point, do something in person with him. 
Matt joining on. But tomorrow we got some heavy hitters, y'all. Lisa Ann joining the show. JB scared as hell. He's scared as hell. She's she, she, she's considered the goat in her in her former profession. She's doing big things now, you know, uh, in the sports world and just you know around the world. So she's gonna be on to talk about all things. She better Jeff be able to she better be able to answer the difference between quarters and cover two. Fuck with me. <laughs> yeah, hey, ask her. Ask her. That's that's put the pressure on her. Put the pressure on her. So I ain't gonna do that. Make sure y'all tune in. Hey, it's real. I'm gonna do a daily rant today. I got a hell of a daily rant today. I got a personal beef with the person I'm doing the daily rant about, and uh, it's going to be very interesting. Tune in 4 p.m. Pacific for the daily rant, and we'll be back for Thirsty Thursday with Lisa and tomorrow. So appreciate you. Pound the like, hit the like, subscribe, become a member. CoachABStore.com. New merch is coming out ASAP Rocky, and head on over to BlueChew.com and Factor75 promo code slash JV50. Get you 50% off. And uh, we will see you tomorrow. And uh, it's been real. Pound the like. Peace.